0: Uh, attention, ladies and gentlemen and listeners. This is J.D. representing the How Stag Show, and I'd like to take this time to talk to you about some of the language that we're going to use on the show. It tends to get a little graphic and out of control at some times, so this is for, you know, you at home with sensitive ears. Viewers! discretion to the voice! Ladies and gentlemen, what's up and welcome to a special edition of How It Stacks. I am JD. And I am Willis. And this is a very awesome, most epic episode. And it wouldn't be complete without our awesome.
1: That was a cue to you, but you know, whatever. You didn't finish your sentence. I didn't, because so. it was like yeah, a, the yeah. awesome bulldog. Yeah, you said with our, and then it just. No, I said
0: with our awesome, and then you were supposed to go, bulldog. He didn't say
1: awesome, I was there for that.
0: Well, no, I was he was there for that. audio engineer No, he was or... there for that.
1: Yeah, anyway. He yeah. was.
0: The the keeper of the almighty mute button. Yes. Yeah, but you don't get a cool intro now. You're just bulldog. You're just you're just Because you forgot my intro, I know. I didn't forget your intro. Is that what it is? I gave you a a spot to say your name. But you normally have something in front of it. I did, I said awesome. <laughs> he, he was there for i was that. there <laughs> this sounds
1: like the first day for what we're about to talk about ladies and gentlemen it is a special edition of
0: how it stacks we are talking about pensacom the epic event that took place here right 45 minutes from actually where we're recording that tonight in pensacola florida um it was a uh, awesome event and we're going to yes. get into all the details and about we've got
2: it. lots and lots of of hot sticky blasts of coverage for yeah there's all kinds
0: of sticky coverage coming your way guys but uh tonight's going to be just kind of our our initial thoughts and, and uh, you know, kind of what we, uh, you know, the- <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be
2: our, our tagline, uh, our tagline <laughs> before and after every show, like dramatic music and then
0: hot sticky. Coverage. You know, we should make those press shirts the next time we cover an event. How it stacks, we'll give you (laughs) sticky coverage.
2: Nice. You know, (laughs) something along those lines. In-depth sticky coverage.
0: Bulldog does not look amused. (laughs) I can tell (laughs) everybody at Pensacon's like, we need to get rid of these assholes.
1: (laughs) I wasn't on camera this time and I won't be next time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um
0: so yeah, uh PensaCon 2014 is officially a wrap. It ended yesterday. Um we hit we covered the almost the entire event we we missed maybe a few hours or early friday morning We missed a
2: few panels but we got yeah. we got pretty much everything
0: yeah the, the bulk of the stuff and i would say for that we got the, the good
1: stuff we did yeah. get the good stuff and hopefully, we have the right we didn't stuff i don't i don't know i don't know, I don't and, know
0: what we missed uh, yeah uh, i mean and if we missed you guys we we do I don't. Unfortunately, we, we can't do this full time. I had a day job, so they did hold us up a little bit Friday, and gave had yeah. a commitment Saturday night we had to go to. But for the most part, we covered the bulk of the event in its entirety. Um, we're going to talk a lot about that on this episode, um, and then we'll get back to the regu- regularly scheduled how it stacks. Uh, you know, at the next episode, but you know, Pensacon deserved a, an entire episode in its own. So uh, kudos to those guys for letting us uh, get in there and make that happen.
2: Oh, absolutely, and and also kudos to uh, to CJ Boat. Our, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, our CJ. Fearless uh,
0: He is very fearless because it takes some cojones to to just message these people out of the blue and go this is what we have to offer. What do you think? And and thank you to Amanda Manning over at uh, Pensacon. Amanda. Amanda. I did say Amanda. Oh
2: no you you said Amanda. I I did not. I said
0: Amanda Manning. Yeah I was there. I was there, too. I I said, you know what? You know what? No, you teamed up on me earlier.
1: I agree. Yeah,
0: You You weren't even paying attention. You were blogging and things.
1: I'm not typing.
0: I'm blogging. I'm checking our recording levels. You're you're doing things over here with with buttons that look Look, confusing to me.
1: Do you see that? When it gets really high, it means you're talking too loud, so just just keep the volume. I do
0: have have very nice (laughs) wavelengths.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, kudos to the the entire Pentagon staff. Um, you guys were fantastic yeah, to us. Everybody
2: was really, really good to um, us.
0: And, and I can't thank you enough. Uh, again, you know, she, uh, Amanda. There, I say yes. when I say, yes. uh, and I, you know, anyway, was fantastic for getting us in there. Um, Will, her, I think one of her, one of the other black shirts, staffs was there. Was was yeah. great um they were all super friendly to us and and it was really great when we'd walk up to him and go hey I'm pressed do you mind if I go ahead and get in and they yeah. would let us right on in the damn door they were they there were would be, really really yeah, cool there'd be like a line of 500 people and they would be gracious enough to let us get in there because they understood. And I
2: felt I felt a couple of fuck you stares right. on my back, on oh, my back when dude, I walked they, through they there. They were so
0: rampant, but but you got to think about it from, from um, you know, our <laughs> it These were, weren't
2: from staff, of course. They were just, you know, people like, well, you know, if I brought a backpack and a camera, I'd get in first. <laughs> yeah, well, like there was definitely a
0: couple of know. <laughs> I didn't oh. even oh, no, no, I, I didn't people. see any that of those. That wasn't even I a good try. I didn't see those. Yeah. Um I mean no they they were uh, I I think um yeah there was maybe some confusion around around uh what we were actually there to do but I think the staff knew who we were. By, yeah.
2: by the time we got through with the first day we kind of we yeah. kind of had a better feel on yeah. um, how everything was going to I go.
0: wish you know uh, now that we are talking about day 1 I really wish there kind of been a, like maybe a tutorial video like a how to <laughs> how to press yeah. your you know a con you know especially a first year con like you know this Pensacon was because yeah. they actually build it you know if this is their and first apparently
2: year. I was wrong about that I thought they had done it
1: two years prior yeah, but it remember, was just a much smaller I, thing I had that thought in my head as well
0: yeah, yeah. but this was actually their first one um, you know, I think
1: part of that is just and, and we'll get into it later but I think part of that is how well organized and run this was yeah it, it was run really well so and there right. we've
0: got we've actually got a full um, 20 minute interview with Manda on the entire like how this thing Hulk can and it is oh. a Wonderful. It's kind of a magical story, and I yeah. know that sounds cheesy and cliche. Right. But I'm it, actually looking forward we, to hearing it. It that. really is, dude. Um, when you
1: when you hear it, you you get some of the behind the scenes and go, how how did this happen? Like and like how did Pentagon turn out as good as it did for the the story that you get? You would expect much much. I don't want it to sound bad, but it it, it turned out much better than you could possibly it would, it, imagine for what how it got here. So you yeah, know, like okay. So
0: I mean, we can use our show as a good example, right? Like. If if I put all of the advertising and all of the organization on on just you, yeah. right? It with what you have going on in your life. I mean, imagine how much more difficult things would yeah. be for you, and how much the show might suffer because you're doing everything. Yeah. that's the scenario for Pensacon. One man, and and I and I want to say his name ben. is Ben. Ben, you know, um, did a like he basically decides like, I'm going to do a Pensacon, and yeah. he organized the event from the ground up and and booked all just about all of the celebrities for this thing put together everything i mean just i i want to say almost every tiny minute detail this man um was a part of and up until october before the actual con because it got to the point where he couldn't do a full-time job and put Pensacon together so they actually had to hire a full-time staff to do it so um and and i actually used a a reference point which was kind of funny in my in my article that i sent back to her on my coverage of the con and it was like George S Patton would be proud of the strategic way that they did this event because like I I have nothing else to say besides like oh my gosh I was blown away with how y'all were able to put it together so Yeah
2: they did they did a fantastic job with it uh I mean there were some there were some times when people you know when people were standing in lines for a while but all in all I think everything moved quickly uh the uh there were some uh Specifically, uh, on Saturday morning there, I think that pretty much everybody that showed up Saturday, which was thousands of people all came without buying their tickets beforehand. That's what it felt like.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's um, that's kind of what it felt like, you know, and, and that's what I think it kind of goes back to, you know, and, and like, again, I talk a lot about it in the interview with her, but, um. It's just nobody really knew what what to expect. Like, yeah. like I mean, they had a, they had guesstimates in their head of what they wanted to hit, and we'll dive into the numbers later yeah. in the show. But it's just mind blowing, so, you know. Um, but on, on I mean, back to day one, um, you know, like I, I kind of wish there would have been like a how to or a to, to like you know something like, hey, yeah. this is kind of what y'all want to do because you know, for us, we we hit the, we get we hit the ground we're pretty much running right. You know, we get there, boom, press passes, boom, Star Wars, boom, event, boom, boom, yeah. boom, and then the day's over. Um, and we didn't really kind of. It took us a while to get our feet underneath yeah. us, you know. And I used a, 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 um, another reference, or you know, I kind of came up with a thought: is like you, you imagine a, a, the a football team getting to the big game, and they spend usually the first quarter or the first half of that game trying to get their footing, trying to grab hold of something yeah. and get into their groove. And I think that was what day one was. Is everybody was like, "Holy shit, this is really taken off! Like, what the hell are we yeah. supposed to do?" I mean. I was I can I remember we talked about it on the ride home and I became very I was I think I was confused about day 1. Remember how I'm like man yeah. this is kind of kind of deflating. I don't think it was as much I misinterpreted it. Yeah. It was just everybody's like wow this is kind of awesome. Yeah. You and, know what I mean?
1: And part of it was and they talked about it at some of the the um the panels especially um at the MC the, the big the ball guy um Ed I think was his name. I, I he was the say so, yeah. at the at the hotel he was the MC for I think Almost every panel, he he was a DJ for some of the parties. He he even he, uh, he, he a, officiated he a officiated wedding. a wedding, yeah, a right Star after Wars the Star wedding. Wars panel. So no, no,
2: it was after the Billy D panel.
1: Was it was it, right was after the Billy D. Was panel. that day two? Yeah, that was yeah. Day two. okay. Uh, anyway, but he um, he, uh, he he talked about everything. Yeah, but he talked about um, some of the the weather related issues. Like there were people who were supposed to come in and had flights supposed to be coming in like Thursday night or early Friday morning or something and that they were delayed because of fog. So I think a part of it was yeah. like, some of the people that did get there were delayed for some other reasons and they were expecting some of their, their co-celebrities to be there yeah. who weren't there because of like fog issues and everything else. So I think part of it was just first off first day getting re- getting all of our stuff together and then also seeing some of that um, confusion and just some of that around the, the weather aspect is where I think uh, where we talked about initially first day was like like what do we like? What's going on? <laughs> like I, we didn't know. What yeah, to I mean, think. there was yeah. there was
0: a sense of, of of confusion in the air, but uh, but I don't think it was anything to discredit what the what the what the the idea was, if right. that makes any mm-hmm. sense. You know, I think it was just victim of circumstance yeah. as yeah. opposed to just improper planning, right? You know, and and, no, and it, it was because I think was it Tex or uh, the it was it, it, uh, was, it was Tex uh, was it Tex uh, who who showed up like he had to rent a car. Or oh or yeah, yeah, that or was, was Tex. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we were talking to Scott
1: Steve.
2: He got uh, – Mark Teixeira uh, is a famous comic artist, had big runs on a bunch of stuff. We'll talk about him a little later in yeah. the show. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, he, uh, I thought, he had to rent a car and drive from, like, Panama City, I think. Yeah,
0: which is – I mean, I, I can't give nothing but kudos oh, to that. Yeah, and he's such
2: a cool guy. Yeah,
0: too. Um, and you guys got to talk to him for a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah,
2: we'll, we'll talk about more um, the, that more on the day two section. So, uh,
0: yeah, so I mean, I I've, I've pretty much shared my thoughts of day one, guys. I mean, I'll kick it back over to y'all. Well, uh,
2: you know, I, same thing as uh, – for me, it was just – it was more excitement from the beginning beginning of the day on I had never been to a con before uh, of any kind like, I guess we didn't you know. we
1: didn't talk about that um yeah. JD's the only one here that's been to a con yeah and
0: I let me go ahead and just I'm going to set this out there just so because I, I wrote it in the article but my, our listeners might not read that um but it was pretty much i like got up and i was like hey look i've No been- no don't tell the story make him go read it. Yeah you go yeah. read my article at <laughs> yeah. www no i, I don't we'll, know uh,
2: we'll all be doing art uh, this is going to be brief run throughs of a lot of the stuff on the uh, uh on the the con itself we are all going to be uh or at least me and JD i think are going to be writing some articles. Yeah but- they're going to be going up on uh, on the website so stick around and check those out. Because those I, are going to be. You know, I will
1: be responsible for all the media you see yes, come out of this. Yes, so it I will be, Bulldog has the toughest job. I will not be writing anything. We have, got,
2: we have got probably hundreds of pictures. We've got several videos. Just
1: video and audio. I have about 30 gigs worth of content to go through. So, yeah. so it's, it's, uh, it's nuts. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying uh, you're yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, I'll summarize my con experience with this, right? So I went to New Orleans Comic Con way back when it was um, near the ground floor or even the celebrity rooms, right? Let's just yeah. say that the, the main celebrity hall. You know, there's like, what, 20 tables? Yeah. Right? That's what New Orleans Comic Con was at one point. Oh, wow. How long ago was that? I want to say maybe 2007. Oh, wow. Maybe, you know, like it it wasn't, I mean, if you think about it in the terms of events like this, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah. Um, And then I went to a con up in Atlanta. Yeah, Dragon Con? No, it wasn't Dragon Con. It was a comic con. Oh. At, a, at a hotel, and I walked in, and it was even smaller,
2: like like Wizard Comic Con, or like it was a you know? it was
0: booked as a con. I, I honestly, okay. I know, I wish I had more detail yeah. for you, but it but I remember we drove to Atlanta to go to this event, and we we got there and it, we booked a hotel, the whole nine yards, and we were like, oh shit, okay.
1: Well, and
0: I and it I mean it was small, it was like maybe the, if you take the smallest celebrity room, that yeah. was the event of that con that I went to in Atlanta. Wow. So when I found out about Pensacon, I was like, oh god. You know and, and it's nothing to, to to those guys but it was just like I mean I've had, had these previous I've bad had experiences. previous bad experiences with baby cons as I call yeah. them. Yeah, right. And um I just I didn't know what to expect. So I wasn't as optimistic. I was very yeah.
2: skeptical. So I was I, I went into it, you know, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You, you, you I, was, were, I was You ready were to go. very you were, excited. I was
1: thoroughly we're, excited. I think you were more excited than I was, but we were on the same page. I was like, yeah. "Sweet, a con, awesome." I, and yeah. we both I th- at the time, we both thought this had been around for 2 years already. Yeah. So I, it was we, it was just a bad scenario for our overhype of of the the con for ourselves. Yeah. Other circumstances, a misunderstanding of of what, what how we're we were going to handle into. the day exactly. Yeah. It just that's where our day. And your day, where I think, were complete different first day experiences at yeah. least. Um, I mean, I had now, a little bit of baggage from my shit going on Winter right, Day well, too coming with me, but, but you know, whatever.
2: Well, we've uh, you know we've talked we've talked about how we were feeling before the con. Now, once we actually got there, what are y'all's thoughts? Because we when we got there, we walked through the doors, got our media passes, spent maybe five minutes on the con floor where all the booths with the toys and stuff were set up, but we pretty much went straight to the Star Wars. Yeah, GS.
0: I, I think uh, what. What hindered my um, experience for for day one was, is I tried to suck it all in at one time. You know, instead of like you remember, like I, I, the only thing I think of is like you get a you get a kick ass dessert, and instead of enjoying every individual bite of it, you just fucking scarf that shit down. And you're like, ah, oh, it's okay, or you get a brain freeze, like yeah, if it's a, a Sunday or something, or a brain freeze, which.
1: Really, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it, it, yeah, you I know, take she, it in, and it was delicious. But then all of a sudden, your head's like, oh, yeah. ow! Yeah. Like, no, See, that's what a, a, yeah, bad that's, a idea. that's
0: actually that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, he's actually right. Like, I, I took it in so fast, or I tried to condense it all into into what I wanted this con to be, that I ended up hindering. My my overall outlook on it for day one, right? So like I got there, and I was like, oh, this is okay. See, I'm not
2: sure I'm I'm exactly following what you're talking about, but I think I am. Well, it, and I think for me, having to cram in so much stuff gave me almost like an, a sense of accomplishment with the uh, yeah. with the con, in that I went and saw so many things. You can see on the on the show notes yeah, that yeah, we've, got we, we've got on here, especially day three, I stacked up. Huge chunks of just about every panel they had that
0: day. Yeah, you you were killing it day three, man. But but I think as far as for me, day one, um, I let uh, my previous perceptions get in the way of what I of of what actually day one I think was really offering up. Right. Um. And, and I ha- and I do have a little bit of shame in saying that, but I mean I'm human, and that was my initial thought. And I and I and I go to on and I'll, when we get to day two, I'll talk all yeah. about how that got blown out of the water. So, right. uh, Ga- so I'm sorry, Star Wars man. panel, Star Wars panel. Um.
1: Uh, This
2: was featuring Peter Mayhew, uh, which was Chewbacca in the original movies, uh, John Morton, who played Luke's Gunner, Dak, and uh, Daniel Logan. I was going
1: to say, as as we've affectionately come to know him, Baby Fett. Yes, yes. Daniel
0: Logan was Baby Fett.
1: So I'm going to throw out my my uh, initial reaction. Baby Fett was fun.
0: Um, (laughs) And and again, is like, you know, I'm just used to, to cons in general, right? I've been to two, they were not well put together. And so when these guys came in, I was like, and and you could just, it's really this is gonna sound weird, but I heard the respect for these people when they walked through the door, and it, it went, wasn't. And I mean, and there was some clapping, but the silence. I was gonna say
1: it was more of a. There was talking and clapping, and then uh, the, the, yeah, the 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 Peter this, Mayhew walked in, and then it went dead silent. And it went dead. Yeah.
0: Not not out of like this is awkward, but it was, it was like, like awe. It's like we need. You know? Yeah, we are in awe. So of like, this hey, man. Like this is. We've been
1: pissing around for a little while. We're all laughing. Hey. They're here, like we need to shut up and listen, yeah, yeah. and
0: it was and, it, and and to hear so many age groups a, a, across the board go silent and out of respect was just it was mind blowing and as a fan, it was just it was very exhilarating to to see and be a part of that crowd right. you know and and it, it, and i and I really hope that he felt that too, right, you know yeah um but yeah that was that was something I really picked up on.
2: He yeah. was uh, uh, he was really good. Uh, He's great. Uh, He's great with the crowd. the uh, the kid that The kid that played Boba Fett was funny, uh, and he was really engaging with the crowd. Yeah, he, he but did. I was I was most I was most impressed with John Morton, uh, the guy that played the smallest character in any of the uh, yeah. of any of the three of them. I would was say so out of good any
1: live, like he was so good at keeping the conversation moving. Yeah. I would say any panel that I was at, I think he he was probably the smallest part like yeah. he, his character was the smallest part of any I can relate to medium, yeah. <laughs> Of any 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 medium TV show whatever of any of the panelists that I saw but I I agree he actually yeah, helped. I think
2: I think some of the walkers in the i was a walker thing had more screen time than he did. Yeah,
1: right right <laughs> and but, it, but he carried that that conversation the entire panel he I don't want to say he carried it because it wasn't it wasn't on his shoulders, but yeah. he progressed it. I think yeah, the right exactly. Word. He
2: kept things moving, right? And he did that. He probably did that better than anybody else at any of that's, the other panels. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. for
1: for and that that's not just his smallest part being for all the panels. It's the fact that he he progressed the conversation the the best. And he had a
2: he had a lot of fun with with the uh, uh, the. I don't really know why I'm here. Yeah. Kind of talking. He was like, me. I like, was at, that, I was on the studio like, for four
1: weeks. Like yeah. I was, I don't know. And then of course, JD last cause he's like, I wish I could be on somewhere for four weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have no shame right now at this point in my career with that. So yeah, it's, but but it, funny. Was, it was, was funny to hear, you know, or not funny. Uh, it was, it was cool to hear John Morton having been there for a fraction of the time, uh, just taking that conversation, moving it forward and, and handling it in a, a humble manner. It was really nice. I mean, he, It was good. Uh, He felt like he felt like like a. This I don't want to come out wrong. He felt like somebody's grandpa, like somebody that you would sit down and talk to, have some cool stories, and he has those stories that you're like, yes, like like I wish you were my grandpa. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I think. uh, And and one one cool thing, kind of to carry that note is, um, you know, uh, Baby Fat would get out of line. Yeah. And Mayhew. And they would all go, shh. And they'd be like, okay. Well,
2: and there, well there was one,
0: there like, was one sp- part. A, like spraying a cat we're,
2: with a water bottle? We're yeah. all thinking
1: of this one yeah, specific there's, there's moment. One yeah, there's one
2: spot in there where uh, they're telling stories. I, I, I had it in my notes. It was, uh, they're telling stories about something. I, I'll I'll go a little more in-depth in my uh, in my article on it. But uh, there's a section where they're all going around. Uh, Baby Fett goes first. He passes the mic to uh, to Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew tells his story and everything's fantastic. And then he pipes up before the mic goes to John Morton and goes, Oh wait, I've got one more and snatches the mic back and And starts talking. Baby Fett
1: uh, or Daniel um, starts talking again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, He's yeah. uh, Baby Fett starts talking again without the mic. We need to clarify. He doesn't even
1: have the mic at this point. He gets the mic though. Yeah. But Peter Mayhew's sitting there and just, he starts, Daniel starts talking and just looks at him. Yeah. And then he keeps talking. Him,
2: yeah, he, he keeps talking, but he eventually gives Daniel back the mic, and he starts talking and goes for maybe a minute, maybe two, and then he reaches out for the microphone, and, of course, Baby Fett gives it back to him, like mid-story, and uh he uh, takes it back and just goes, shut up. Yeah. The funniest thing about that, though, was when uh, when Baby Fett said... Oh wait, I've got another one. There was an audible groan from the audience. Yeah, yeah. And then when Peter Mayhew told him to shut up, the the crowd applauded. I yeah. felt so bad for the kid. Well, he's got another
0: story, and um, and uh, this was the one where you were getting a um, uh, Billy D. Williams to sign that uh, that picture you picked up. Yeah. Um, like he'd snuck in there to get like a, a the Lego Orlando. <laughs> yeah. That, sign. It, was a, it
2: was a photo, of and they're like,
0: "You video. go away." <laughs> like, and I think it was because. Um, they knew that he was maybe trying to get it for a younger fan or someone that couldn't afford an autograph. Yeah. You know, I think he was legitimately trying to be a really cool guy. Yeah. Right. But um, uh, uh, Billy D's agent or manager just wasn't handler. wasn't 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 having that shit. Yeah. yeah. They're like, you he need to probably, man, you his, need to go.
2: His handler was. Uh, Is that the appropriate
0: term? Is that yeah, the that's right what term? I'm calling him. I, okay. They I I mean I from, uh that guy
2: was a little tough to be around. I, was, I will I
0: will tell you this now. He was uh, very
2: oh we're in the south. I'm going to have fun now. You know, uh w-
0: from the from the interactions that I've had with the with the celebrities the people, the people that I've worked with very very small list granted, but my yeah. friends are really involved in that industry too. It's all that's like, hey, that's uh that's Bruce Willis's handler. You need to talk to him first. Okay, but yeah, yeah. handler is the correct term. Is what that's I'm getting at. it's the I, one I that's used so. the most. Okay, all right. I well, I, did, so. I didn't
1: want it to be, and forgive me for going into this territory, but I didn't want it to be like small person versus midget. Like there's there's times when that's not appropriate to use. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't yeah. want to be like his handler. They're I do all like, appreciate. I'm his, I'm his manager.
0: Like, I I give you credit for the J D style reference. So that yeah. was. Uh, but I mean,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I get you. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the difference. Like I'm like it's. It's always been used, so I, I, you know, I didn't want it to be a well. His handler and they're all like grumbling, like I was the manager. So like, uh, anyway <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: what, I mean, what did you think of the Star Wars panel, man?
1: I, I dug it, man. I took uh, I took a lot of
2: notes. I, I certainly hope that people sitting near me weren't you know, weren't irritated with the tap
0: tap tap of my you know. No, nah, uh, dude. You, I will give you credit laptop. though. You had, or, a, you had a you had a media badge. They can
1: just suck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we.
0: I think. Yeah, we did. We yeah. So, but uh, I took a,
2: I took a lot of notes on it, so I'm gonna have a a big article uh, on that one specifically. But um, uh, I honestly, overall, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty good panel. I mean, you know, everybody had a had a role to play. Peter Mayhew was, you know, oh, I'm gonna hear stories from Chewbacca, and that's gonna be awesome. Right. Uh, Daniel Logan was. I'm going to keep the crowd entertained. Yeah, you right. know, I'm going to jump around, you know, make people laugh, do really well. D- Dak uh, John Morton, uh, John Morton's thing was just to keep the conversation moving. Right, and you know, a lot of people got to ask questions. It was really cool. There was a good back and forth with the crowd. The questions they got were actually decent questions, which yeah. well, which not didn't always happen at every panel.
0: No, you know? I, I yeah, they not every time, and I, and it's sometimes. And I'll talk more about it when we get to day two on the on the Walking Dead. But there was a point, and, and as as media and as a fan, like I understand where these guys are at in their career. Yeah. I understand what they've done for the show or the movie. But when you're like, hey, tell me about what uh, what Han in in uh, uh, you know R two D two were doing on the on the Falcon while while you were on planet you know Kashyyyk or, or you know and, it's, and it's, it's it's just a like that's not a question for him. That's right. a question for yeah. R two yeah. or, or 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 Han. You know, I mean. This is, you know, ask Chewie a Chewie question. Don't go, right. hey, man, do you think that Leia and uh, Han are going to have some kids in Movie 7? Yeah. Like, I don't fucking like, know. I'm Chewbacca. I yeah. don't
1: give two shits. <laughs> like, ask me Chewbacca stuff. Or, when, yeah. When he was asked if uh, if he was going to be involved, he was like, hell no. Yeah. I don't want a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to
2: be in Star Wars 7? Well, I won't. Oh, you know what? We <laughs> should
1: we should mention. He actually, it, this is the first time he's been at a con. uh Post surgery, yeah, so he had a double knee replacement. He has and been, came in in a, in on been in a he's been in a wheelchair previously. Yeah. This is the first one he's been able to come in on of his own um, leg power. Yeah, um, to say that that sounds awkward, but um, no, I
0: mean it's accurate.
1: Yeah, it just no, uh, it was I think it was awesome. So everybody gave him a round of applause when he came in and, yeah. and actually told that story and his. 30-some-odd extra knee 31,
2: pieces. Uh, 31 pieces
1: of knee in his yeah. garage. And they all have... He, what do he say? They all have his name on them so that nobody uh, can take them? Like, something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean...
2: Wouldn't you want a piece of Chewy's
1: knee? That's not a soundboard, by the way. That was JD. Yeah, <clears throat> That's a better one. Good job. Uh, anyway, uh, I I enjoyed it. It was my first... Like I said, it was my first console. It was actually my first panel. Yeah. Um, and it it was good. I, I understood... Obviously, we weren't gonna have ahead of time. I knew we weren't gonna have a a Harrison Ford or some like a list yeah. way off the chart. Nowhere, no, way, in no way did I expect that. So, yeah, uh, my um, expectations were were at the right point at that uh, at that time. So you yeah. came in the whole conversation, um, or the whole panel rather, not congruent conversation. Anyway, uh, it was actually really good. I did enjoy. I think I enjoyed Daniel a little bit more than most of. You guys did. Like, I thought it was hilarious, but there was, it was. Talking know. about baby fat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was funny. He, he was really funny. And I, I, I sat and talked with him for a while in you? the celebrity
2: okay. rooms upstairs, too. Me and Preston okay. got to sit and talk with him for a while. He's a nice guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know. It, it was really good. Uh, I liked hearing a lot of the old like old old stories because I like most people our age we didn't really like the 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 new three one two and three yeah so, so Daniel's stories weren't as as neat I did enjoy the father head off thing yeah that was actually pretty cool um I'm hoping to post this audio so go back and listen to the whole the whole um the whole panel yeah um there's a funny story about him learning that his dad's head got cut off in the movie uh that he didn't know it was happening. Yeah. it was a really cool story um but overall I think I enjoyed him and Actually, the the Chewy stories the most. Okay. I, I understood um, John Morton's portion. I didn't necessarily enjoy his like his part as much as the others. Yeah, uh, but it definitely had a, a good purpose. So,
2: so before we move on to day two, uh, I want to briefly talk about the the thoughts on the celebrity rooms and the you know the comic artists and all that stuff on the second floor there, and then uh,
1: get some thoughts up, uh, upon leaving that first day. I, I will break the ice here okay. and say the the biggest um the biggest disappointment for day 1 was probably getting to the celebrity rooms um that was really hard to find initially um and I don't know if I just yeah. I, I may not have looked at the packet well enough um yeah. the actual pamphlet I just it it I, was yeah. confusing Yeah I'll be here.
0: straight up honest I didn't look at the map at all okay yeah. I mean and that's and that's a discredit to us or me but yeah. you right. know like We see
2: the the floor that they had the uh uh the panel rooms for the Bay Center and the uh, and the celebrity rooms is usually for concerts and, and, you know, sports events and things like that, usually used for fire and EMS staging, you know, at a place where, you know, the police, fire, and, you know, medical personnel can quickly get to the third floor and the first floor. Yeah. And that's what that space is used for in the Bay Center. But... Right. I, I just- mean, they've got some conference rooms and things like that, too. But, yeah, you know, that's... And that's kind of... I don't know, it felt like they they should have been on the third floor, but because that's where those other rooms were, they had to do it on the yeah.
1: second floor. Yeah. Yeah. it just that would be I mean my biggest gripe probably would be that. And, and once we once we had some time at the con, we kind of worked around that. We yeah, yeah. Out, no, I mean you you know, there are little out, stairways and places where you was, can get there quick. That way. was probably the biggest. This point was all right. Let's go to the let's go to the um, the celebrity rooms, and it was like all right. Let's go up three up flights of stairs, go outside, walk down a flight of stairs, and then go back inside. And it yeah. was kind of. We actually have a sped weird. up video of that. Yeah, that we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna I've gonna got post. that video. Yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be a fun little a little two second. I don't know how long it's gonna last. Uh, uh, probably uh, about like fucking like ten seconds. Yeah, it won't last that. Yeah, but it. That was probably the the biggest disappointment, and that's and that that's a limitation of the space, not yeah. not not planning. I don't think because there wasn't a good place to do it. They're just yeah. I I, I will, they had to do it where they did it. Yeah.
0: Um. I will go. Uh, I will say that they did very well with the space they had. Yeah. Had we been right. more familiar with it, it would have been. Think, yeah. Been it easier would have helped. For us. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: well, I mean, we're we're giving a a perspective from non-Pensacolians. Yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, like, I, I
0: had I've, I had no idea what like yeah. about that freaking place. Like,
1: I, I mean, I know where it was because it's right off the interstate. So, I mean, as you come off, you see that building every time you come off the <clears throat> yeah, interstate, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, the only thing I've done there is I've just, never been inside. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've I've been in for a lot of concerts. Foo Fighters,
0: there. Jimmy yeah. World, awesome show by the way. Thank you guys for that year. Yeah. Years uh, ago. Anyway, so,
1: so uh, Celebrity Rooms, you know, like I said, that would probably be if I had to pick something that was like the worst thing of day 1 and like part of the funk yeah. that we all felt was probably it, it that was not a helping
2: factor. you see and but, and that's that's kind of what i was uh, i went into this earlier a lot of people that went to the con i didn't go friday they uh, they yeah, couldn't right. have because they're just i mean there weren't that many people there right. like the celebrity rooms were kind of bare they were no bare
1: is that it, may not be the right word and <laughs> it, and it, it
2: gave see I went by and I popped by the celebrity rooms all three days just to kind of poke around, look at everybody, you know, take a couple of pictures here and there. But that first day, everybody was just getting settled in. The crowd wasn't huge, so you could just kind of walk up to these people. They were just floating around the room talking to people, and it had the distinct feeling of like a people zoo, you know, at certain times. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's just – I think the crowd wasn't there the first day. Yeah, I mean, they looked, for everyone to have as much fun as they could right. have had. They, they looked so bored. They, yeah, they yeah. they looked a little bored. Yeah, you, you know, it was it was a little sad. But the like I said, when it really picked up early Saturday. That second and third day, I, I checked back in those rooms because I, you know, I didn't like that zoo quality that I kind of felt that first day, and it was not the case the next two days. Okay, I, there were way there were a lot of people like hanging around, talking, cutting up, laughing. It was really cool. Uh, so that's pretty much my thoughts on the on the celebrity rooms. What did? Uh, what about you, JD? What, uh, what was your? Impression?
0: I mean, I think it was more along the lines of you know just a combination of both of what y'all said is yeah. um like it just. There just wasn't enough people for them to be having a good time. I mean, and, yeah. and you gotta, there's a part of you that has to understand it from their perspective too. Yeah. They're well, brought in to entertain. They're entertainers. Exactly. You and know, It's like,
2: it's like if I was playing a, a show for a, one an person. empty bar.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's just like, you're not into it. It kind of sucks it out of you. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, um, we can test that to the conditions prior, you know, cause it was a right. real weird day. It was a Friday, which is typically a, a, a working day for, for, I don't want to say normal, people but you know it's it's a working day right um and and i think that had a part to do with it i i will i will put money on the table and say next year that i guarantee you it will be busy yeah. the entire week well, yeah, yeah no
1: i mean we and you'll you can hear these interviews we're referencing now we had some exit interviews we talked to people who i turned my mic down oops um we had some exit interviews from people who a lot of them were we were doing the interviews on sunday like hey how did you enjoy the con and and i would say a lot of them actually were sunday only goers is what it sounded yeah. like and it was it wasn't a um there were no negative reviews like it was yeah. all nobody said anything we, bad we didn't expect anything this good we will be we will have weekend passes next year yeah. like it was it was we came to check it out we hadn't been to a con before we live in pensacola we live we there's nothing around here yeah. like this yeah. we didn't know what to expect we came on sunday and wish we had we had bought weekend passes so yeah it um i can yeah, guarantee ne- I if anybody who went to this con had a blast at it
0: yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> excuse me i and i tried to snag up a bunch anybody i could on the way out because i want and i yeah. remember i like, i think the first group we yeah. talked to i literally pulled them aside and i was like i want you to be brutally honest with yeah. me and i was like and, and you can be anonymous if mm-hmm. you like and they're like oh no that's great yeah. and we'll
2: be able to go a little bit more into the exit interviews and stuff like that which i'm sure we'll be posting at least something yeah. of that uh, at least uh, we'll be posting at least some of that after that. But I mean, yeah, you know, thoughts upon leaving. I think we were all kind of on the same page as far as what we've talked about. Uh, we're actually gonna take a uh, uh we're actually gonna take a short break here and uh, play one of our uh, one of our sponsors spots, and then uh, we'll come back in just a second with coverage of day two of Pensacon 2014. My name is Willis, and I'm <clears throat> I'm JD, and this is how it stacks.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is JD from How It Stacks here to talk to you about ProXPN. It is a private VPN, which basically means it is going to mask your IP address, protecting your data. So if you're out on the interwebs doing things you might not need to be doing, or if you're banking online overseas, it will help mask your data and keep it completely private. And you can do this for only $6.25 a month regularly, or you can use Geek20 for 20% Off. So it's a pretty stellar deal, guys. And I'm just gonna be honest with all of the stuff that we've had going on, it's a good idea to invest in something like proxpn.com. So I am JD and I approve this message. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to how it stacks. I am JD. And I'm Willis. And we are talking about PensaCon 2014, and we are back with day two. We just finished day one and now we are talking day two, and we're gonna go on to do day three if you haven't kind of picked up on how this is gonna go down. Um, but I'll, just to be honest, we could probably do three entire episodes. Yeah, I think that's kind of how we're planning days. on breaking this up.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, we're we're gonna break it into into each day segments. So uh, we just finished with the segment on day one, and now we can get right into day two. Uh, opening thoughts uh, before the before we got there and arrival at the car.
0: Okay, so uh, before we got there, um, it was a weird morning. I, I woke up and I was. I was like, you know what, I'm ready to get back, man. You know, I want to get back and see what this con has to offer. I'm ready to get back and and get my hands dirty, you know, and do some um, hard nosed geek IO reporting. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I remember the car right over there. Just just thinking, I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna ask this question, we'll do this, I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna be there, making sure that we had a, a pretty strong game plan. And I think on the road over we we're like, you know, we're gonna divide and conquer. We're we're gonna have to, yeah. to split up to really to really take this thing in. And we literally came in with uh, with we hit the ground running yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, literally so um we had uh, we each had something tiny happen that that, were, that made us a little later and a little later and a little later so by the time that we got to pensacon it was literally like ten twenty and the big yeah. panels for the day started at ten thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I dropped you guys off literally while
1: we were yeah. roaming in
2: the highway. Like I yeah. don't even think you stopped all the way. I out. didn't stop all the way. Yeah. I came to you like didn't.
1: a
0: three miles an hour and you guys just boop
1: boop and yeah. took and off. My tripod was still in the car. Yeah. yeah. That's your fault.
0: Oh that okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and um yeah so I dropped you guys off so you could run in there and make sure that we had good seats for the for the big events that we needed for that day. And then um, I went off and I parked.
2: Yeah. Uh, so so tell me about some of the panels you did that morning.
0: <clears throat> so because I, we were
2: we were separated for the first several
0: hours. I, uh, of day two. So let me let me just start off by 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 giving you guys like my my initial thought on day two once we arrived at Pensacon. So I got there and I just remember stopping and just staring at just the madness that was coming. Right. Yeah. It felt like there was an oncoming storm and it was like I would look around. And there was just people to my right, people to my left, and there were people up on the freaking balconies walking to into panels, and it was just every there was traffic all over the place and yeah. lines and lines and lines. And I was like See, we didn't get any of
1: that. Well, because you yeah, we yeah, dropped, you guys I dropped you off and you guys ran straight in. Oh, we were we were yeah. literally maybe thirty feet from the front door yeah. of the of the hotel. Uh, yeah, so, so you, so you guys, went straight in. Yeah, I, yeah, I so walked continue. through Yeah, I walked
0: through parking, I walked through I mean everything, and I was just like Was the crowd that big, like that early in the morning? There was a ton of people there, dude. Okay. I mean, there was a lot. Like I remember I was being shouldered shoulder and i definitely had to flash the press pass just yeah to, to get into some locations that normally they wouldn't let uh, you yeah. know passengers like that. that that main entrance that we used for yeah it t- wound up
2: uh, at least by sunday that was a vip entrance yeah vip um, and press but
0: uh it, it literally i was like this is something's happening here you know so let's flash forward and I went into my first panel um was inverse press and um I will tell you it it set the bar awful high for every panel that I cover after this yeah, Tell the, us
2: tell us a little bit about them because we've got we've actually got some friends there.
0: Yeah so Inverse Press is a independent uh, comic book publishing company they make their own they publish their own I mean they they are they're basically you know um they they a, are a independent comic company and they, yeah. they they make their own books they have several of their own titles that are awesome from you know, all over the board. And I'm gonna actually have a list of all that up on the actual blog and article I do for those guys, in particular because they were super incredible. But what blew me away about their panel not necessarily what they did or what they're working on, but was how they interacted with the the people that were there and the advice mm-hmm. that they gave. It was a very interesting um, panel because they were giving advice. They're like, "Look, this is what we do. You know, we have normal jobs, just day jobs. Like, we literally clock in and then we clock out, but yet we still." Find time to make these comics and make it happen. And they told us, you know, you know, part of the part of the dynamic that makes it work is that they'll challenge one another. And they're like, if you're ever going to make it in any industry, you have to be able to to challenge your peers. You know, to a to get better or to be able to accept you know criticism because yeah. that's how you get better. And um, it was just a lot of fascinating stuff, you know. And and I think one of the things that they said, which was really cool, they're like, the day that you stop doing something is the day that you start getting bad at that. You know, so you constantly have to be practicing. You constantly have to be diving into your craft to get better at it. Yeah. Um. Another uh really cool point, and my mind literally just went blank. Um. Was uh. Gosh, man, I I had. There was something really cool that they mentioned, and I really wanted to give them give them credit for it. Um. But it was it was oh, team. Like it they they so depend upon one another, and yeah. it's almost like a. It's it's imagine just uh, just an old gear watch you know every little tiny piece plays something and and what's cool is is it's very much there's no piece with them that's bigger than the other piece from the writer to the colorist to the artist i mean they're all just as important you know and they all play such a pivotal part you know and the biggest thing that they said you know for up and coming artists if we have any that are listening to the show is is that co- do complete work yeah. You know, don't bring a portfolio, even though those are nice and pretty, Actually, complete work is what Steve Scott
2: said the same thing in his portfolio uh, in reviews, but I'll cover that. on.
0: Yeah. And, and that was to me, you know, and, I, and I'll be honest, I, I do not. And I mean, I maybe down the road one day, I, I can't speak for a future JD, but this, this person I am now, I have, don't have a desire to be a comic artist. I don't have a desire to write. Or, and, or do anything with comics other than read them and just be crazy fan about them. But I still found that information fascinating.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can you can tie that into anything. I, I kind of wish I'd been there for that because I'm not going to be a comic artist that I know of. I do enjoy art in general, photography. But it, it would be... It, you can put that into any scenario. So, for instance, I install home theaters. Like, okay, I can, I can hang a TV. Great. Uh, can you hang a TV, incorporate it into a home theater system and mount the speakers mm. and calibrate everything to work in in conjunction with each other to make a good theater experience. That's two separate things. Just because I can hang a speaker well and hang a TV well, doesn't mean I can make a theater room. So, I mean, it's having a complete work is, is definitely more than just, Hey, make a, make a comic book or you you could say movie. I mean, at that point, all right, can you, can you do an audition video? Awesome. How about being a movie? Like let's get a good completed movie or a good completed scene. We could we could do anything. Obviously you're not the entire movie unless you're, uh, you, you, H- uh, uh, Hanks, Tom Hanks, yeah, in, uh, Castaway, Castaway, yeah, thank you, you, or but, Sandra Bullock, in but, but
0: and, yeah. and to that extent, I mean, they started where I'm at today, right? You right. know, and there's obviously the the oddballs out there that just walk on set and boom, they're you know a list, but. You know, they, and even these guys, I mean, I remember asking the question, I'm like, what's the end game for y'all? And they're like, you know, the big thing that we would love to get is natural or not natural, but national distribution. And I was yeah. like, cool. So once you get there, is it what? Just cruise control? And they're like, fuck no. I mean, yeah. we're just, yeah. we're going to keep pedal to the metal on this. And, you know, and, and again, and I think this word came up a lot of synergy between the group, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's such a huge thing because when we started How It Stacks, um, I think it was, it was, we, we, had to have a trust in one another. You know, yeah. you and I didn't really know each other that well, but not that we, well. But we were still. And I didn't
2: know Bulldog at all. Yeah,
0: we were still kind of cool. You know, we could get yeah. together, and we had a, a trust in one another that we, you know, mutually wanted this thing to be something special. Yeah. You know, and Bulldog had that faith in us that we were just committed in him as he was in us. And, and this the same thing with these guys. I mean, if you're going to start a project, you need to make sure it's the right people, and that you have trust in them. Because if you don't, that project's never going to become anything than just than just a daydream.
1: Yeah. I didn't really trust either
0: of you, but.
2: So after um. uh, after <laughs> asshole, uh, so after the Inverse Press, what was your next stop?
0: Uh, I went to Gallifrey One Hundred One, man, and uh, Gallifrey One Hundred One was uh, was exactly what I thought it. Actually, let me take that back. Was nothing like I thought it would be, and it's not a dis. That's no disrespect to Jared is, Perez. Is it, is it because just, you
2: didn't remember that One Hundred One means a beginner's class? That has yes. a little bit to do with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he never. Um, he never
0: <laughs> I, I, I never never got to that level. No uh I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I went in there and and um there was a a young man came out and we got a super cool interview with him. Yeah. Um his name's Jared. I I apologize. I'm sorry. His name was the the doctor. The, the, doctor. the doctor walked in, um, and and in, in perfect Matt Smith attire, or doctor attire, if you will. depending There's on a lot it. of
2: doctors at that conference.
0: There is a ton of mm. them. He definitely uh, convention. He's got a lot of. He's got. A, there's a lot of time. Somebody, he's probably he gets, the best doctor. Somebody though. in this yeah.
1: room got a very good compliment for being. Yeah. A, so uh, yeah. I
0: I will say that my hair it should maybe get a following because yeah. I I literally did my hair how I've been doing it forever, and everybody's like, dude, your tenth doctor is awesome. I love this. Uh, this. It's, uh,
1: it's partly the glasses, but yeah. it's also the. It's the pair. The pairing with the glasses and it's the like hair.
0: it's like man, I love your like hipster looking you know doctor here it's kind of cool was, and i was like you were wearing
1: jeans on like a, a flannel not a flannel shirt, it was just like a, a button-up shirt
0: like yeah. a gray yeah. black button-up shirt and they're like dude i love your doctor yeah. and i was like Looked nothing yeah. like oh enough.
1: yeah the, the uh, we took a picture with uh with the colson and them and they're like man I'd love to get a picture with yeah. the doctor. Agent Coulson yeah. was there with Black Widow, and he was the one who was like, I love your tenth doctor. And J.D. just looked at me like, what the? But it wasn't just that
2: one time no, that no, somebody no. said something it. was a couple It, it was times. constant.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, thank you guys. I appreciate
0: that. Yeah. Gallifrey 101, though, was uh, was very cool because he starts off and he's like, you know, he was in character and he's just making these quips and jokes, and he was super hysterical and entertaining but it was a a run through the the lore and the history of doctor who in a refresher course you know and he told me some things that i didn't know you know about like the tardis being grown and the stuff but um it was just it was very uh, really kind of a cool refresher course um i do recommend his panel um if if you go back or if you go to the con next year and he's back you got to sit in on it just to just to get you know learn some of the odds and ends about doctor who um because if you're a fan i i mean it's it's always cool to experience those type of things um so yeah, I, I that was, you know, Galefrey 101. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot more yeah. detail that I can go into without just, you know, So uh, I guess just
2: look up uh Jared Perez uh, on whatever social media he yeah, may Yeah, be I, on.
0: I got all that info from him, so I'll have all that up in the article that I'm doing um, you know, for for him and for that cool. panel that I covered. Um, so after uh, after Galefrey 101, it was
2: uh what what made you decide to go to this next party? Okay, so this Like, how do you, in the middle of the day, just—you know what? You know what? I just went and listened to somebody talk about Doctor Who for an hour. I think I'm going to go give a couple of pints of blood.
0: <laughs> so, um, I'm very much like—I I was talking to Bulldog, and I was like, I like swag or, or you know, the, the, the stuff that conventions like this normally yeah. just give away, right? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of that going on. So I was like, you know what? I would love to get a T-shirt, but I don't want to spend the money to buy one. I was like, how do I, <laughs> how do I do this and still feel good about myself? You know, because <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple homeless people I
1: could find without, without killing a baby. Yeah,
0: without killing a baby, yeah. something terrible, right? Um, so I, I was walked up. I was like, you know what? I haven't given blood in a while, and I, and I always liked chatting with people. So I just walk up and I'm like, hey, I had a tattoo last year. Can I get a tattoo? Can I can I get blood? And they're like, let me ask. And I was like, oh shit, okay. You know, and um, they went and they asked. He was like,
1: "I was just kidding." Like, yeah, well, they they went and they asked, and you know, it's like sure six thing. months or something, isn't it? It's, it,
0: it, it's. Uh, I actually, my tattoo's been over almost over a year now. Oh, was it twelve? Uh, but it is there. There's specific time frames, but yeah, they they were fine with it. But um, they had this awesome shirt, and it had like a zombie like biting into a sign, and it said. Um, save the humans donate blood and I was yeah. like
1: fucking awesome shirt yeah, it was a, nice. it's a great
0: shirt it is a great shirt and uh, so I was like you know what I love the shirt I, I, and also you know the idea of, of truly helping someone who may ever, you know, one day need it because it may be right. me and, and god forbid it's my child but
2: but but mostly yeah. the shirt
0: Most, right? <laughs> the shirt's pretty awesome dude <laughs> they'll be picking me up in the shirt yeah. on the website with my I'll do the Doctor Who hair for everybody in the glasses yeah. <laughs> but anyway um, but I was in there and I just remember like I'm, I'm a joker by nature and we were in there, and I would, you know, the questionnaire says this to be something super, super, uber private. And I remember looking over at this poor guy sitting next to me, and I was like, dude, you know, the, the third question is like about hepatitis. What did you put down? I just I just want to make sure I got it right. <laughs> he's like so horrible. He's like, uh, you know? I can't answer that question. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and then I started. I had the staff rolling with this one. Like there, um, one of the questions was, have you ever um been given
1: sex in term of like payment or something like that or received payment or given or made payment for sex
0: yeah and then i asked like so if my wife asks me to do laundry and I do laundry and we have sex later, does that count? And they're like, and they all started laughing. And there's like this one nurse who I just like, I would literally spend all of my time trying to break because she was the very much like, I'm just trying to, to
2: break her spirit uh, completely. Like
0: just trying to get her to laugh, yeah. you know? And then, um, and so that I just like, I would look over and I'd get the death eyes and I'm like, okay, I'm, I want you to know I was literally coming for you. And she was the one who had to like interview me <laughs> in a separate panel. And so the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what? That's a big ass needle out there. It's like a javelin. Like, you guys gonna javelin me and then murder me, you know, whatever. And she just, Mm. I couldn't get her to laugh. (laughs) Really? Yeah.
2: Oh, but yeah, I, that that was a veteran. She's been doing this. She's a pro. Hard to imagine with A list material like that, though.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'll get there You should then. have asked her what she
1: put down for number three. Yeah. <laughs> what did she put down for number three?
0: Um, but it, it was fun, man, and it was a really cool experience because um, I got to get in there and I was able to reflect on some of the things in the panels that we had done you know, and prior and, and what I want to do the rest of the day. So that was it was really nice to get that quiet and alone time because the day is super busy. But uh, a big part of why I gave blood was because, A, I haven't done it in a while and, and I'm a firm believer in that whole process. Um but yeah, what's crazy is when you I saw you guys the entire time and I just couldn't like tap on
1: the window and get <laughs> y'all, you know, or, or text you guys because like my arm was all taped up and shit. So yeah. yeah, so we'll we'll do that story backwards partially. Yeah. Um we we finished up our panels and we're uh I text JD and I'm like, uh all right, so cool. So we're leaving where are you at? And he said, uh, I'm by the blood mobile. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that's right by the front door for the VIP entrance. Awesome, cool. Yeah. We get out there and I'd also texted uh Start Select Adam from StartSelect.net and uh was trying to get up with him uh, so we could meet up and and just hang out for a little bit. So I, I sent him a text and he was like, you know, where are you at? And I said, well, we're heading to the front, the VIP entrance, meeting JD by the blood bank. We'll see you over there. So me and me and Willis <laughs> show up, and I start looking around. I think I don't know. I, he went to a talk to somebody. I can't remember what it was. You walked away for a couple steps I away. It wasn't kinda,
2: Yeah, I, I stayed. I stayed pretty close up there, but I I kind
1: of walked off here and there. Yeah, to, you were looking you know, compliment at people on costumes right. and. So I'm looking around, like literally standing in front of the blood bank looking around and after about three minutes i realized that adam is literally three feet from me just facing <laughs> sort of facing away from me talking to uh, yeah because i think we were both uh, just like hardcore looking for yeah it. like i'm <laughs> I'm looking for his face and i guess i just didn't pay attention to the fact that i might not see his face i might see the back of his head yeah uh and he's literally standing three feet from me so i finally tap him on the shoulder like dude what's up blah blah, blah. we catch up for a little bit i'm like yeah i'm just waiting on jd and i, I text him again I, I think and he's like no i'm i'm, I'm giving blood i was like what <laughs> what you- and that shit took forever, dude. dude okay, what are you so doing <laughs> literally like, I, and
0: this is no joke. And, and I got up in there, and I literally, I walked in, I was like, hey, I haven't eaten like since this morning, and I will tell you, my breakfast was like two carrots and a banana, and I can vouch for that. And yeah, and
2: and then and then they proceeded to take several pint, uh, you know, or, you know, probably a pint or two of blood from you. I don't right. know how much they take, yeah, uh, but they they give that, and then immediately upon
1: completion, they give you a coupon for beer. Yes. no, no. A pint of beer. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, it's like pint of blood, pint of beer. Right. Yeah. And we were joking with Manda later. Uh, I think it was on day three at this point. But we were joking with her about. She goes, "No, on the card, it's supposed to say good f- twenty four hours later. Like it's <laughs> it's supposed to say on the card somewhere. But I'm sure it's in it's yeah, in fine print somewhere. It was
0: yeah. and it was a minute point, but it but it was funny. It but was like it was humorous. when I was in there. Like I literally got in there and. Everybody beside me literally got hooked up, plugged up, and they almost they instantly started giving blood. But there was one kid who was literally just taking forever. Yeah. You know, and then there was another lady and, and, and God bless her, but she literally like almost passed out. Everybody had to rush <laughs> over there at
1: one point, and like she you know, I mean it was kind of yeah. an intense little moment and you know, and Adam gave blood at one point and he said he they they put the needle in and she walked away to go get paperwork or something, and he was just Pumping away with the little stress ball thing, (laughs) and by the time she came back with the paperwork, he was full. And she was like, "You're done." He was like, "Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah."
0: Well, it's this guy finish.
2: Yeah, it's uh, (laughs)
0: it's dude. It was. I mean, and I will tell you that I get. I you know, you guys obviously tatted up. I am right. But, uh Jesus, dude, that needle hurt like a son of a bitch. I mean, it's <laughs> like a, like a
1: six-gauge fucking needle, That's why man. I don't like, do it, but every, like, three or four yeah, years. Yeah, I literally go, like,
0: <laughs> she stabbed me, and I was like, was that a javelin? Or, like, I mean, would <laughs> you find a knife on the floor? Was that a prison shank?
1: What is that? So we uh so that's the end of our 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 morning essentially for uh for day day two. So it started off. Yeah. we talked about it earlier. We we literally See, while, hit the ground running. Yeah, while all while all that was going on, me and Bulldog were somewhere completely different. Yeah, we were so he um JD was in the the plaza uh not the plaza the sorry, base center the base yeah. center. We were in the plaza hotel at, in the ballroom, which is the main. Um, I want to, I mean, want the term headliner. It's, it's where, but yeah,
2: it's where the, it's where the bigger of the panels right. were going
1: on. It's where all the, 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 quote unquote large panels, I mean, all of them were, were cool and important in their own yeah. ways. These were the, the, the quote unquote headliners. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, anyway, so we get there, um, like three or four minutes before the panel starts. It yeah. was not, it was not early. <laughs> yeah. So we, we show up, we go straight to the front door, we get inside and we get, um, we got decent, we got seats. decent seats. Um, yeah. They were maybe four rows back and something to the like side, that. something like yeah. that. It wasn't horrible because it actually gave me a, a decent shot through the aisle to the stage. This was for uh, this was for Deep Roy, by right. the way. Right, So we we get in first uh, first panels. Do Deep you guys
0: want to uh,
2: tell yeah. them? that? Uh, uh, well, Deep Roy played all the uh, uh, he uh, his biggest thing was all the Oompa Loompas in the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate well, and, Factory. And
1: we say biggest because it's the one you see his face in uh, and and can recognize yeah. his face. He's been in a crap most of the stuff. Of yeah,
2: he's been in a I, lot of yeah, stuff, but even it's usually
1: usually in costume. Even classic Doctor Who, he was right. Yeah. He was so,
2: in classic Doctor Who, he was in uh, the Lord of the Apes uh uh he was in the planet uh the remake Planet of the Apes right. that came out in 01.
1: But he uh, um he just he killed it. Big fish. I don't know how else to to explain what he did on stage other than kill it. He is probably the funniest person I've I've met in person. He was really
2: fucking funny.
1: And it's oh, it was brilliant. So I, it it caught us off guard uh, when we first heard the joke, but he's um, he's in Pensacola for the first time, and you know the question most people ask when a celebrity comes to Pensacola, especially for Pensacon at this point, they're like, "Hey, yeah. you're in Pensacola for the first time. You know how have you have you liked Pensacola?" And, it's a nice little icebreaker question, yeah, just to get things right, rolling, just to you know start the conversation, whatever. And his reply is, so, here, "We'll we'll go through it. Yeah. So uh, how are you liking Pensacon?" Oh, I gave up Pepsi Cola a long time ago. <laughs> yeah see it was great it was, it was great the first time we heard it, it it's fantastic perfect. uh it's it, it was brilliant so and then he ended up killing it the whole time talking about just all kinds of good stuff um talking about his what, what was it um something mccool what was his uh his name uh,
2: oh uh, uh uh actually i got to ask him uh what is uh he's got some really interesting named characters and i wanted to know which his favorite was like uh the ones i pulled up just quickly before he started were uh Mr. Soggy Bottom, General Bones Apart, and Droopy McCool. Droopy McCool, right? Yeah, he right. thought he thought Droopy McCool was the uh, was the coolest. Was one. probably his favorite name, yeah, right? Because so, it's a great
1: name. He gave all the
2: credit to the writers, of course, but you right, know, right. He said that was his favorite. I was glad I got to ask him a little something. I actually got to talk to all three of the
1: big panels. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a good panel. He there's slight um it's a slight disconnect just on I think on language just. It, it, it. I didn't have a problem
2: understanding anything. No,
1: said. no. I mean, just for questions and everything yeah. else, there was a delay in question to answer and always getting that that yeah. question across. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And but some of, the, of and
2: some of those, you know, some of those probably a hefty chunk of those were actually the the fault of the person who was asking the question.
1: Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm saying there it was just a, a <laughs> disconnect between the two. Not not yeah. that it was uh deep Roy's fault. I don't. Do you call him Mister Roy? Do you call him? Deep I just call him Deep Roy. Yeah. How about that, I just don't know how to. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean... His not, buddies call him Deep. <laughs> oh, awkward. Um, <laughs> waka, 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 waka. I, anyway, so there was a slight disconnect, but not on... not. I don't even think it's on either part's fault technically. It's just when you... Instead of doing... Well, actually, you know what? It's on the, the person asking. Because if you can't cons- put it down to like 140 characters, if you can't do a Twitter style, then you need to not ask your question. Yeah. Um, we're at a panel and we have plenty of people. Anyway, yeah. uh, Deep Roy, up after that was... Uh, do you have anything else about Debroy?
2: Uh, kind of- I mean, you know, basically just like I said, he was, he was a great storyteller. He was really funny. Uh, it was really engaging with the crowd. Uh, everybody was, it was a pretty packed room, uh, which I was kind of surprised at at 1030 on Saturday morning. But yeah. again, uh, the, the crowd that showed up for day two was just so, was almost overwhelming. I mean, yeah. it was, it was enormous. There were people waiting outside the door who didn't get
1: to go into yep. the panel. Actually, uh, I heard, uh. Somebody was asking, I can't, I can't remember what it was. Somebody was asking about coming in. They're like, yeah, you can still make it in. You're gonna be standing, but you can, you, yeah. can, you can make it in uh, until they ran out of like fire marshal rule. How yeah. many people can be in the room? But they were like, we don't care if you you got room if you want to stand up for an hour and a half yeah. or whatever it was. And so. I, I found out about
2: this at, like right before we left on uh, on Sunday. Apparently they were like towing the line on fire code the entire day. Oh yeah you know oh, on yeah. uh, on the base center and on uh, on uh the Plaza. fire marshal was there
1: he yeah was, he was there the whole day he was, he could have called it quits at any time Yeah. but anyway so said, as r- a matter of
2: fact the only reason he didn't was because the crowd was so was so co- uh, was so calm right yeah a really well behaved really respectful crowd at all of these panels yeah it was good
1: there were um, there were no jokers or you know hecklers for the yeah. most part uh, except daniel logan but. <laughs> uh, so oh, baby, Fett! Right, you so, are a well. You are a bottomless well of comic fodder. Uh, we can we can use you for day for days and months to come. It's so going to be fantastic after, after Deep Roy finished up. Uh, up next was Ernie Hudson. So if you don't recognize the name for some reason, uh, Ghostbusters is probably the most well known. Um, one of the things that well, actually, before
2: we move on to Ernie,
3: yeah,
2: uh, there was one thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, we've we've talked briefly about how the questions that the the crowd asks kind of shape how the panel's going to go. Right. You could really tell, and it, it was sad, but you could really tell that a lot of the people that were at his panel were completely unfamiliar with his work. Right. And you could tell this through the questions, and you could see just hate cross his face every time he got one of these, but four or five questions out of the, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 questions that were asked. Roughly, yeah. Uh Four or five of those were. How was it working with Johnny Depp? Right. How was it working with Simon Pegg? Yeah. How was it working with so and so? The first person that asked one like that, actually, uh, it was. Uh, uh, how was it? Uh, how was it working with Danny McBride on Eastbound and Down? Right and uh the guy literally says gee thanks yeah. like, you know like looks over at the looks over at the crowd and says gee thanks and gives the guy the finger yeah <laughs> he's like you don't want to know yeah he didn't say this but yeah. Yeah, you don't want to know about
1: me yeah
2: you know but it, it was just it was bad each time Although anyway
1: I'm, I'm not sure it, it, man i it, i'm not sure what's worse that or the the question about the green screen yeah that was pretty bad too it was but, literally I, Anyway, it, yeah, we'll there were some a, pretty there were some pretty rough questions in every panel, yeah. not just deeps. Yeah. But um, Deep Roy ooh. did have it pretty bad. Yeah, it was with the uh, the crowd. He was questions. in. He was in deep. Yeah. Oh
0: man. That so was, uh, <clears> after, it, oh sorry. It's still no. I'm just I'm thinking back to to day one when when actually it was Bulldog and I who met him when you were talking yeah. to Ernie. And we were cutting up with him and
1: um, Monica... Monica Ryle. Ryle, right? Yeah. and um, She was
3: so fucking adorable.
1: They were, too. dude. She like was It really was just... Cool. I mean, those guys... Oh, we skipped that story. That's, that's actually a really... Okay. Yeah, we'll, so we're we'll, going to we'll, jump back into day one for about 30 seconds. Uh, we walk into the celeb room. The first thing we do... Uh, first, you know We walk in, we see Ernie Hudson in the back, d to the right, Priscilla Barnes. Yes. Uh, and then Honky Tonk Man, yeah. McScrooby-Doo, or whatever. I don't know the guy's real name. Yeah. It, he wasn't at the table. It doesn't matter. He doesn't get, he doesn't get attention. So we walk in the door, uh, you head straight for Ernie Hudson at that point, I think. And me and me and JD are just like, all right, cool. We'll check out the room. And from behind us at that point, behind to the left, we walk in and we hear, Hey, how are you guys doing? And we're like, Oh, awesome. They've got a greeter. This is awesome. (laughs) So we turn around. She's like, yeah i don't know why i just did that i just feel like i should because i'm by the front door <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we have this we have this like five maybe maybe yeah. 10 minute conversation with this girl and the, the funny part was that uh uh we're talking and jd's on, on his phone actually pulling her up on imdb because <laughs> we didn't recognize her name there's nothing on her table to give away yeah. who she was it just had her name yeah, uh, yeah i mean but the, she's actually she was the, really she was the voice of ash on uh, pokemon right uh, I know for sure she's Boma on Dragon Ball Z Kai. Um, yeah, off the I top mean, of my
0: head. and the thing is, and it's it's not like again. Maybe if, it was the other girl. On th- the th- panel this is what right, I think anyway. is is awesome about these cons is is the fact that like you and I know who you know the, a Doctor Who guy would be. Right. You and I would know who some comic artists would be. You know, yeah. but there each each person there had their own like had a, a fan. Group there for them, you know, which is really cool because there are literally, you know, one of the two ex interviews I had was they wanted voice talent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was was a voice acting panel. So that that was, that'll be in in my day three stuff. Did you get that one? Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, which, which I thought was really neat and cool, you know, like, Wow! Like really,
1: like the, every type of fan right. is. Po- that, I mean, it's and, possible and I here. joked about the wrestling thing, but there were people there to see those those you know late seventies, yeah, early eighties. It was a big wrestlers. thing.
0: Like that dream team had never been together at a panel before, and they were. This was the first time they right. were together.
2: As a matter of fact, uh, I've got it right in front of me. Monica Ryle has done over two hundred and fifty anime.
0: Yeah,
1: it's uh, her lots work is of impressive stuff. And just off the top of my head, I knew it was Dragon Ball Z Kai that she did. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we uh back to ernie hudson yeah yeah how now we got after
2: there. after we after we got done with Deep Roy, the next one up was Ernie Hudson had maybe a ten minute gap between the end of Deep Roy and the maybe. beginning of Ernie yeah. Hudson. The like, cool part was, which I... Very, very short gap. They, and they didn't clear the room. They didn't
1: clear the room, which, which was, for us was yeah, not was as fantastic. beneficial. Well... Oh, no. we Did we move up for Ernie Hudson? Yeah. No, we moved uh, up for... We moved up for, for, uh, for, Billy. for Billy. But it, for everyone, it was kind of cool because you got to keep your seat. I wish they'd clear the room because then we would have gotten media pass in first. Uh, yeah. But whatever. It's it's no, fine. We still We, we still had decent, seat. decent seats. Yeah, so. we had decent seats. But anyway, so up next was Ernie Hudson. Like we said, Ghostbusters is probably his most... Um, easily recognizable yeah, role: Ghostbusters, yeah, sure. Oz, Congo. Uh, Nobody talks Congo. about Congo, but yeah, he was in Congo. He was in hey, Congo.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, he was a uh, that's a bunch like, of stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, before we uh, before we even started, he even came out and said that. Uh, well on his uh, on one of the pages I read up on him said that Congo was his favorite of of the movies he had done said nice. that it was the one that he shows
0: off to people like when he wants to right. you
2: know this is my range.
0: Right. You know or you well, know, this I, is, I, not if, range. If but, I remember correctly he had a really big part in that. Yeah, yeah, really, it was, really, he was he really was the lead big. role, I believe. I'm pulling it up now. I haven't um, seen Congo in forever. Yeah, so. I need to watch that. You know, it actually, it has four point nine stars on on. on but, uh, I remember. It being really Ernie's good. Ernie's panel was
2: uh, Ernie Hudson's panel was really cool in that. It was the most like an inside the actor studio kind of thing. Right. He really talked a lot about the craft. That's of what
0: made Inverse so special to me was is that it was about the business how to how to make it as a team. That's yeah. what I loved about that panel. And
2: and Ernie Hudson's thing wasn't it wasn't all sunshine
1: and roses. He was like, look, I love doing this, but it's not easy. Yeah. You know, there were there's actually there were a couple. Um, That that hit that But Ernie's was a good balance I'm I'm calling him Ernie Like we're friends Yeah Uh, Mr. Hudson uh, His his panel was a good balance Between I love my job And this craft But there are some There are some sucky parts Of being an actor Which every job has that And he balanced that well Unlike some other panels That we'll talk about later Where it was a it was not a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, so Ernie Hudson was awesome. He had a very.
2: His was, was kind of short. too. It was
1: short, but it was also I mean, it was still packed full of good info because he yeah. had some good questions, which is yeah. nice. Um, but he was also um, like chill. I don't yeah, know.
2: You could you could tell he he knew what he was doing. You know, right. he was, he's done this before. Yeah. He was really good about you know, about answering the question and going beyond the question. Right. And talking, you know, talking more about, you know, things that were related
1: Right, uh, like, but without um, without rabbit trailing and spending fifteen minutes on a question. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, he he said something that I I thought was um, I had misheard previously. That speaking of a new Ghostbusters, and he was saying everyone involved wants to do it, um, but f- they couldn't get stuff. Said organized. That,
2: uh, uh, he said uh, the, the he had, uh, somebody asked about Ghostbusters three. Said it was his most frequently asked question uh the because i actually wrote this down because it made me laugh said uh, and i quote bill wants it to be good and
1: that's the problem <laughs>
3: right.
1: well the problem the thing is i had always heard that he didn't want to be involved at all anymore See, and that's was, what i had heard because the script that floated uh, the script that had
2: floated out uh which i assumed is uh was harold ramus's script which rest in peace that's yeah, uh, that's awful news that, was, we just got that happened today, today so yeah uh so i guess that's going to kind of put a uh, put a uh, a damper, a, a damper on the uh, on the number of times people ask these guys about Ghostbusters three because he was the writer and director of it, and it his was the one that uh, Harold Ramis was the you know the real big force behind it. But in his script, uh, Bill Murray was supposed to be a ghost, from what I understand. Oh wow! And uh, I don't think he was super crazy about it because it was a small part or something. And uh, okay. Uh, that's. Right. I remember looking uh, looking up on it when we were doing something else. Yeah, I but, mean, it's, uh,
1: at this point, it's all kind of hearsay, but it was good to hear that he wants to do it. It just they couldn't get all of the the, the parts fleshed out, which is which is more common. I, I I had heard it was not interest at all, but that's. Um, I'm glad to hear that there actually was some interest. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, Ernie Hudson, what else was there? Man, I'm, I've got so he much filmed, stuff. Right uh, my he in He he. And
2: I'll have to I'll have to dig it up. But uh, apparently, one of his most recent movies is a western, and I want to see that because uh, on the first day when uh, when I first went up and talked to him, I yeah you know, I was you know I asked him kind of a question that goes along the edge of uh, the edge of uh, like the point of what we do on this show on our show. I asked him, you know, was no. there anything in particular that you watched growing up? that yeah you know, that came back and disappointed you or surprised you with how good it was.
1: Or didn't stack. Or didn't or, uh, stack. Yeah.
2: Uh, yes. uh, so uh we asked him about that and he mentioned uh, he mentioned uh Westerns he, in general. Yeah yeah he said that he said he grew up on Westerns and he was like yeah yeah those don't hold up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh that's uh you know, we'll go more in depth on on the Ernie Hudson panel in the uh, in the article but yeah. uh for now we need to kind of move yeah. on uh, next, uh, next up was Billy D Williams. And I was really excited about this one.
1: It was good. Uh, it was he, very good. He yeah. is the smoothest motherfucker in the world. Okay. So we have to, we have to make one note earlier. We mentioned Ed, uh, the, the MC that was handling the ballroom. Uh, we was, I'm going to have to use this phrase. He was pushed to the side for Billy D Williams. Yeah. Um, and it yeah. was, he has his own MC slash manager handler that yeah. does, the entire presentation at that point, And but he was fucking mean to Ed. He, ah, <laughs> I, 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 hope that they, they arranged that ahead of time, but I don't think they did. Uh, I Ed, don't think they did either. Ed like, handled it well. Yeah. I think his name was Chris, the, the handler guy. Manager I didn't guy. even um, notice. I've listened to the, the, the audio a couple of okay. times. Um, I think it was Chris and, and, and but to his credit, he, he
2: was very good as an MC, right? He did his job very well, right? But he, but he was really fucking mean to the guy I'm that, gonna, that was I, doing all the other. I am
1: hope uh, the audio should be posted. So if we don't end up posting it and you want to hear this funny story, let me know. Um, but listen to the audio from the beginning of that. Just the first three minutes. And it is brilliant. Oh, yeah. um, he, the way uh, that gets handled. He asks,
2: he asks the, the guy who played, uh, who did the emceeing Ed. for all the other stuff, Ed uh, asked him what his name was. Guy says, Ed. And I uh, says, okay, Jorge. Yes. And proceeds to refer to him as Jorge and direct him around the m- room, telling him where to take the mic yeah. in the crowd. He was the mic holder the rest so of nuts, the dude. through the rest of the pa- uh, of the panel. He was just the mic holder constantly. Jorge, do this. Jorge, do that. Yeah. yeah. And, wow. Oh it was, man, he was just such
1: a prick to that it guy. It was rough. It was rough. It was. Uh, uh, it was anyways, really bad. So anyway, on to Billy. Enough D. about Chris. Uh, Billy yeah. D was there, um, and it was his entrance was pretty awesome. Uh, he walks in with a. Fantastic suit, um, yeah. With it, a with a scarf wrapped yeah. around, and it's this nice, you know, medium gray, maybe some black in the scarf. You walk in, he's got his and like a vel- hair. kind of like a velour jogging yeah, suit, like kind of. It's he looks so so pimp <laughs> with Converse, yeah. And it was brilliant. It walks in leaning on a
2: cane right on, on you know, oh. he, he gets, he sits down and, you know, his assistant comes up and grabs, grabs the, cane the cane and lovingly takes it off right. the stage and sets it down carefully on yep. a pillow. It's so good.
1: <laughs> it's, it was, it was fantastic. And then he just, the whole time it was a relaxed, chill, just a, a chit chat with the audience. And it was, he, you could tell he was relaxed all right yeah. he, if he wasn't, he he played it off really well. Yeah. He was, you can see it. You can time.
2: see it in the pictures we yeah. took from him. He's just, he's kind of cocked back to one side. He's super laid back. He's sitting a lot. Like I'm sitting now, just kind of, you know, just chilling and just, you know, thoroughly relaxed. Was, no, nothing. big there. Awesome. He got some really good questions throughout the, uh, throughout the thing. Uh, I had, I did not know before that panel that he was a painter and yes. his paintings
1: are awesome. Right. Really, he's really some good jazz stuff. influenced paintings, uh, I say jazz influence. They remind me a lot of the art you would see in uh, in New Orleans. He's actually or got a uh, he's awesome. got
2: pieces in the Smithsonian, yeah. uh, a couple really? a couple
1: jazz museums too. Oh shit! He he did
2: uh, he did some stuff for the Thelonious Monk Institute. Uh,
0: I was hoping you'd say the headless monks. Let's see.
2: Yeah. Oh oh, here we go. Uh, the National Portrait Gallery, Smithsonian Institution, the Schomburg in New York. Uh, he did, uh, the covers of the Thelonious Monk competition programs for the jazz program there. Bunch of stuff like that and just great artwork. He was actually selling some of it at, uh,
1: at the con. I wish yeah. I would have had enough money to buy one of his paintings. Well, that, and he, uh, um, he sings, which, yeah. uh, which Gabe sang, found out firsthand. he sang to me. So Gabe, Gabe got to, to, to ask a question and, and uh, that was one. Odd, I don't. I don't want to say odd. It was actually kind of neat that um, he requested you say your name before the question. Yeah. It was a. It was and a I personal, forgot to Do that. Like I said, it was a personal experience. But when when Gabe actually did say his name, he was like Gabriel, and he started singing Gabriel, which I'm yeah. not going to attempt to do because I can't sing. I'm
2: assuming it's a. Uh, there's audio from it, but yeah.
1: uh, I'm assuming it's it's
2: some kind of uh, some kind of old song that has to do with with my name.
1: Yeah. But, but anyway. it was. <laughs> yeah.
2: I didn't know he. I didn't know he sang either. I'm so. sure
0: it's something to do with my name. I don't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But uh no, he was uh, uh, he was funny at times. He was great. Uh I was surprised at how uh there there weren't as many Star Wars questions as
1: I thought yeah. there were going to be. Yeah.
2: There was a lot of stuff about his art and about, you know, the other movies he's done because he's done and so he was, many things outside of Star Wars. And it was
1: brought up by uh it's actually brought up by his handler, but he, yeah, he was actually a well known actor before Star Wars yeah. and got a Pretty sweet deal, evidently, compared yeah. to the rest of the artists or the actors who were in Star Wars. Um, yeah, when when A New
2: Hope took off, they were able to afford Billy D. Williams right, right, because he was already a big deal at that time. Right,
1: uh, and then something. Wh- what was it? Uh, oh, okay. So somebody asked how he got into acting, and the the direct quote was uh, basically. Um, you know, somebody said, "Hey, how did you get into acting?" He said, "My mother got me involved in this stupid business." <laughs> that, that was his response, and he he said he basically cried his way into acting because nice. he, he didn't want to do it initially, which was I thought was hilarious. Um, and then, actually, he asked, somebody asked a question about um, why he why he um, uh, why he um, betrayed Han. So you know, why yeah. you know, why would you do that? And the the obviously he wasn't the the writer, but he put a lot of thought into it. And his thought was, you know, essentially, Hey, I was, I'm, I'm in charge of this entire, this whole group of people, city, cloud city at that point, you know, I was trying to protect them and not, um, you know, not letting me die. And he said, besides did, did anybody die? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> just throwing that out there. That's, He's like, that's
2: actually a good point. Yeah. He said,
1: he said, nobody died. Han's fine. We got, everybody got out safe. So it was, <laughs> it was actually a really good point. He played it off. Like, you know, at first it was a very intellectual, like, you know, I thought about it for, you know, forever after playing this role. And I think it was because I was trying to protect my citizens and keep anybody from the city from dying. And they said, but if you think about it, nobody died. It was something along yeah. those lines. And it was yeah. like, you know what? You go, yeah. Like <laughs> you he, he, he totally. Yeah. From what you're
0: saying, it's like I'm I meant for that to happen. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, something about yeah, and and like real quick, just to chime in on that, you know. And I know we're, you know, but but I th- I think what was neat is. Um, I've never thought about why he did it. I've always liked that prick. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. and then like, now that you bring that light to the, to that and I'm like, holy, that makes so mm-hmm. much sense. And it's like the needs of the many outweigh the mm-hmm. needs of the fuse. Like plus the Sassel stole my starship. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and then you he know? was like,
1: and besides nobody died shut your mouth. Like yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I betrayed him, but it's all good. Yeah. He's like, I did it on purpose. It's all good. He said, I'm smooth. I handed him a Colt 45 and called it a day. Yes. Um, so they, uh, oh, uh. Oh, uh, another another interesting point uh somebody asked
2: him a question about uh, about his best and worst auditions which was a, a fairly popular question it popped up at some of the other panels but uh uh his uh his answer was i haven't auditioned in uh, i don't like to audition i refuse <laughs> to audition uh it, uh it it said it usually works out for him but uh this was cool on that question he started uh, he said the phrase i just got off the phone the other day
1: and and the handler jumped chris up literally was like no
2: jumped up <laughs> stopped him as qu- as soon as he said something uh, he, he as, said
1: phone and you could see chris's face go yeah. oh i'm I'm saying and chris because i'm i'm pretty sure that's his name but he was like shut no, him down no, but apparently
2: no. they they couldn't talk about whatever he was about to talk about yeah, so we all
1: uh, we almost got an exclusive here in Pensacola, yeah
2: but which would have been awesome but uh he uh he had to do uh, he had to the handler shut him up yeah but uh so
1: yeah, that was uh that was really cool. And then I have got um if you've got anything else I want to end on one thing. So do you have anything else for Billy D?
2: Uh nothing. Nothing that I can't put in the uh in the articles. So just okay. uh, stick around, you know, pay attention to the webpage
1: for uh all of these articles that we'll be writing. They'll be popping up soon. There was one last question that was asked. Um and I'm if I'm stealing your thunder, I apologize, but the question was <laughs> Why were you wearing Han's clothes at the, you know, after? um, Yeah, I got this one. Okay. Go Uh, ahead. So he, (laughs) there was two responses. Okay. There was, there was Chris's response, which I I think it's odd that he had a response, but Chris's response, um, what was it? Oh, I have, I have his, I I don't, I I don't have Chris's response. Okay. Well, we'll just go with Billy's. That's fine. Um, um, and it was, why were you wearing Han's clothes? It's like, and he said it was because we were an item. And when <laughs> when when Leia walked in at night that night we were in a rush to put our clothes on and I grabbed the wrong pair. <laughs> uh, it was brilliant, and it was that's really really
2: well done. But I noticed I, I noticed this too. You mentioned that it was odd that his handler had a uh, had an answer. I noticed three or four times in his uh, in his panel the handler was mouthing along with the words that Billy D was saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, caught if, I caught him doing it a couple that's of times. just nuts. Right.
1: Well, he actually—I mean, obviously they—they they work together regularly, so he knows a lot of his info. Yeah. But it was—it was actually really nice to have somebody there with him who. Unlike an MC who doesn't know them that well, I mean, Ed can do it as much research as he wants, but it's not like you, you deal with this person on a regular basis. Whereas Chris would literally, we'd be talking about an off the wall subject, and then uh, he would jump in and, and go, Hey, you should tell him about that other story from, you know, 1965 yeah. when you were with that guy at the bar. Like, you know, it was just yeah. some random off the wall thing that he was helping um, spur more conversation. So it was actually really, really cool. Uh, so that was day two. We had um, Deep Roy, Ernie Hudson, Billy D, with uh, me and Willis, and then yeah. uh, JD. You had Inverse Press, Gallifrey, and your your blood antics. Yes, uh, <laughs> which then, I, I went on so. to. I
0: will tell you guys. I I've never. I mean, I've given blood like think two three times. I've right. never gotten uncomfortable feeling or sick. And I totally had that feeling when you were upstairs when yeah. we were talking to the artist. Like, yeah. I remember like. Leaning on the wall or the uh, the queasy. Yeah. And everything went into like tunnel vision. Like people would fly by like super speed and they would slow down. I was like, Oh shit! So So, yeah. After
2: after we got out of our panels and we met up with uh, a slightly less bloodful JD, uh, we went upstairs so that he could get some terrible food. Uh, Well, not terrible, terrible, probably terrible for you. Well, we should say from what I understand, the food was the food was actually pretty decent from the people I talked to. It depends
1: on where you got it from. Uh, Well, we should mention that at this point we were planning on getting lunch and I didn't want to eat the crappy food there. Like what I assumed was going to be crappy food. And we'll talk more about that on day three. But uh, day two, I didn't want to get crappy food. I'm like, I'm in Pensacola. They've got local places and to get And it's not food. that it's bad food. It's like it's it's you know carnival food. You know, Right. Burgers. I, and- I, by crappy, I mean bad for you. Because I've, yeah. I've been trying to eat a lot better. A friend of mine had a heart attack at 30, and I've been trying yeah. not to do that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to a local place, get something decent to eat uh, for my body. So I was like, all right, I got up with Adam. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, hey, let's go somewhere. He's like, yeah, there's a place like two blocks from here. We'll go grab it and come back. Yeah. Like an hour and a half later, we got back. Because it was actually like seven blocks, and it took us an hour to get our food. So okay. uh, you guys did, I don't know what, but I hung up with Adam at uh yeah. at the Tin Cow. We
0: just booth cruised, man. Yeah, okay. really,
1: I, I think me and you...
0: Uh
2: Oh no, yeah, you were with me because uh, that was when we uh, we actually got to. We talked to
1: Steve Scott a lot on the first day. Yeah. The second day was when I got to talk to Mark Teixeira a lot. Yeah, we actually we we talked to Steve Scott for fifteen twenty minutes. I mean, we were all just hanging yeah. out. and It was because that's actually one of the blessings in the at that point is there weren't enough people there where he wasn't pressed yeah. for for time. Like he would, yeah, he would the phone would ring or something. Um, um, uh, he text. was ta- he was talking back and forth with text right. while he was on. Yeah, he life. would get a phone call and say, "Hey, excuse me," like, yeah, whatever. Cool, but you know, he he may have gotten three or four people to, to yeah. interrupt him while we were there for fifteen minutes. Which, yeah. was, which was cool. We got some time to talk to him. So, um, you know, you guys, which was booth- which cursed?
2: was actually kind of strange because the whole time we were sitting there talking to him, he was still steadily steadily selling
1: art. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. but it was you know it wasn't anybody who came up and had like quick crazy qu- qu- uh, <laughs> crazy questions. <That> was <laughs> yeah, dumb edit. Um, he didn't have any crazy – no no people came up with crazy questions. So we yeah. got to spend 15 minutes just ch- chatting about his wonderful Doctor Who Matt Smith poster yeah. uh, and his Tank Girl poster. Anyway. And, uh,
2: yeah, and, uh, the second day uh, – we got to talk a little bit with Steve that day. But uh, most of my time upstairs was uh, spent with uh, – was spent kind of casually talking with Mark Teixeira who uh, had just uh, had awesome runs. Uh, he created the – uh, he did the Tooth comic. Uh, I've got his stuff here. Let's see. Uh, featured iconic runs on both Ghost Rider and the Wolverine. Uh, has contributed to uh, Jonah Hex and its spinoff Hex Cyforce, Punisher War Journal, Sabretooth, Spider Man Legacy of Evil, Black Panther Volume Three, Moon Knight Volume Four, Vampirella, Cyclops, Hercules Volume Four. Just ridiculous, you know, uh, amount of stuff. Probably one of the bigger comic artists that was there. He's a, a pretty big name in it. And we got to sit and talk with him for a while while he was. Uh, he signed a couple of pieces for me and did a couple of little sketches, which was cool. He didn't have to do that. He uh, did yeah. a couple of little sketches on the stuff I got autographed.
0: Yeah, it was, it was really cool, dude. And yeah.
2: just kind of randomly, uh, randomly talking about, you know, about. Any, uh, you know, just real random topics, things like, you know, just talk about the weather, you know, normal chill stuff, Cool, nothing, you know, comic related really.
1: So then we, we wrapped up at, and that was pretty four. much for the rest of my day. Yeah. We wrapped up around four. Um, once I got back from my ridiculously long lunch, um, at Tin cow, which was actually really good. Yeah. Just uh, build your own burger. And they had a yeah. list of like 3000 items you could put on it. Anyway. Um, if you're in Pensacola, Tin cow, uh, it's actually really, really good. Um, Adam got his free beer from the the blood donation thing. Nice. Uh, anyway, so we wrapped up around four, headed back, and uh, I guess we're gonna take another little break.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, that pretty much wraps up our uh, our coverage of day two for the podcast. Like I said, stick around. We've got articles and videos and photos coming up from all three days of Pensacon 2014. And uh, so we're gonna take a little break and come back with uh, coverage of day three. My name's Willis. And I am JD. And this is how it stacks.
1: You've all probably heard about Audible.com before. It's the world's leading provider of audiobooks. Through Geek.io, you can actually get your first three months for 50% off. That's only $7.49 per month for the first three months. That'll save you over $22. Now, if you're not sure what Audible is, or you're not sure you're even going to like the service... Feel free to try that Audible Listener Gold Membership for free for 30 days. Remember, that includes one free book. After that 30-day trial is up, your membership will renew for the normal $14.95 per month, giving you access to one credit per month, as well as member benefits. What's that? You say you're already a member? Well, feel free to follow our link anyway, and you can give us a little kickback every time you buy an a la carte book. Check out all the details at www.geek-io.com slash audible. And again, we want to thank Audible.com for their support of the Geek.io Podcast Network.
0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back again. This is J.D. with How It Stacks on Pensacon 2014. Hot, sticky coverage. Yes, it has been the most glorious of sticky coverages <laughs> ever. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we just finished up wrapping, uh, talking about Day 2. Um, and and my, my thoughts on Day 2 when we left, I, I, was, uh, I was blown away. I was totally excited. Yeah, I, uh, the
2: the first thing out of all of our mouths, I believe, was, boy, were we wrong when yeah. we left yesterday.
0: Yeah, and and this is... and Where were, were
1: these people yeah,
0: yesterday? and, and I yeah. actually, I pointed that in my article, and that's when I, when I did some, I took a step back and reflect. That's how I understood that I misinterpreted everything that I was seeing. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't poorly planned, and, and it wasn't any of that. It was just the confusion and people not there yet, and then Saturday... 11,000 people yeah. were there, you know, and I mean, it was a, th- the,
2: the line to get, uh, the line to get in there was just ridiculous. Oh my exciting. God,
0: it it was. And I, and I will say this uh, uh, again. And th- that,
1: well, the, the, the thing to think about is what, what Willis is referring to isn't the same thing as what JD saw when he first got here. We're yeah. talking at two. Yeah, we're talking around, we're talking uh, two o'clock. this is
2: the break. This is the break between, no, it was earlier than that. It was the break between uh deep Roy and Ernie Hudson that I walked outside to have a smoke, and uh, and man, the line was just
1: wrapped. oh okay. So I'm think I was because I I don't think I walked out of the point. I stayed in yeah, the room. Yeah, no, the whole you time. stayed in the room. I, but at two o'clock or whatever time we wrapped up uh, yeah. to go back. No, it was it was twelve thirty one because we had to go get lunch. Yeah, uh, it was twelve thirty one o'clock. We go outside the building and it's still wrapped around the building to yeah. get tickets. Yeah. Not even to get into a, yeah, a panel I, or anything else. It was wrapped around the building at yeah. one o'clock,
0: and and it was like and and I, and again I. You know, I said this in the article I did. I I literally was was just taken aback uh, and blown away. I mean, yeah. this this was an incredible event. Um, I really realized what I was a part of on day two. I, I, this was kind of my theme for it. Yeah. like we are on the verge of something epic in Pensacola, and it is th- it starts with this. Pensacola. We get to be hipsters. Yeah. So. yeah, we we get to we we were there when back before it was cool. Right. Um, yeah,
2: us and eleven
1: thousand other people. Hey, <laughs> no, but we we were. We were some of the first. Yeah, yes. and and like
0: and, and it's really cool to be able to, you know, and let's just say we never get invited back, but we were there the first year, and we covered this event that is going to go on and be something so yeah. special, you know, and, and, and it meant a lot to me to be, to be able to say that or to, to be able to say that it means right. a lot. Awesome. Um, so my first panel Sunday, um, we got there, uh, again, a long-ass line. You know, yeah. um, but because of you know the the, the passes, pass. yeah, we we were able to get in and get good yeah. seats because it, it, I do believe um, that it is important to have this type of coverage up front so they can get in and we can get the answers we need and get out yeah. and go to the next panel. I did. A, I was a walker, which featured um, you know uh, three actors that have been on the Walking Dead. Uh-huh. I'll have all their name and contact info up. You know, um, They were in, in the, okay, you got it handy. Yeah, yeah, I got it handy. Uh I was a
2: walker was uh Savannah Weehunt, I guess is how her name is pronounced. It, Michael Koski, uh Tristan Johnson, and Jared Vonovich.
0: Yeah, we had the all, all guys, so um, and they were they were great, uh, you know. And, and they gave us a lot of good insight. Like you know, one of the guys, um, literally just surfing Facebook, saw a a, a thing, and he sent in his headshots and resume. And they called how him did, back.
1: Did they talk about how that works? Where you you send in a headshot, and you're not going to look like you.
0: No, but the thing is, is they they have a look. Like we want like a missy. Like what's the word for a starved emaciated thank you i i knew it was the. i just yeah. I, was,
2: I was gonna say starved
0: but yeah they wanted Wait, i got
2: a point for that right <laughs> yeah you did they
0: they wanted a specific look like a real skinny skinny white guy yeah. you know and, and
1: malnourished
0: malnourished thanks and, and he sent it in and he goes i thought it was funny because i don't think i'm malnourished but you know this is just what i look like and so he sent it in and you're like yeah come audition and so you they don't ever really tell you what you're doing but the audition process is he actually had to go to like zombie school yeah. and work with like Greg Nicotero and like oh, all wow. the, to like cool. actually like before he could ever actually be on the show And there's people that get to zombie school that think okay this is it I'm on the show and no
1: yeah like yeah. you, you suck at
0: zombie school you're done bro you're
1: out that's like working at an uh, Apple and getting the fake the fake project to see if you leak it out and, and tell anybody yeah which is
0: <laughs> yeah you know and so they did that and, and there was all kinds of cool stories about about stuff on there um, you know and i I'll have some of those jokes up uh, actually in the, in the blog that I do about it. But uh, one of the ones that really stood out was uh, the guy who played like 42 Walkers. He was doing a scene with, uh, with yeah. Andrew Lincoln when they broke into the prison. And Andrew Lincoln got so into the scene that either so they were out of their blocking or whatever, and he hit this dude across the head with one of the prop machetes knocked yeah. him out.
3: Oh, you wow. know, like, just,
0: he, he was out for a little while. He woke up, his, like, leg was twitching. and He's like, the smell of almonds and, you know, and Andrew <laughs> Lincoln's saying, you all right? You know, that's an Australian Andrew Lincoln, yeah. but, you know, he's like, in his, uh, he's in his normal, yeah, in his normal language, like, tongue. He's just, you know, are you like just talking to It instantly breaks character, you yeah. know? Um, but what was so neat about these guys from Walking Dead and, and I just dream that I get to be a part of it one day in the slightest little, uh, you know, part uh, whatever um they're like it's such a family like everybody who's i've ever heard talk about walking dead is it's a
1: family like the, the cool part is you're saying this from the people who are uh, i don't uh, they're not top build they're not they're not the top build talent they're not top build talent and they don't have talking parts like i mean yeah. it's like this and when you think of when you think of people that are a big part of a show obviously walking dead is a large portion but it's you don't have a talking part. Like yeah, you're, it's mostly you're, snarling and grunting. Right, and you don't. You wouldn't think of them as being treated on the same level as Andrew Lincoln or um, any of the other actors. I can't think of their names except Lou and Theodis. Um, yeah, because uh, they were there and they're fresh on my mind. But, but I mean, and it, 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 it's exactly like that.
0: Like they literally, you know, they take just as good care of the zombies as, as sometimes now. I, I get it. The, the, well, it won't yeah. be
1: exactly the same, but the fact that they feel like it's a family just as much as. Um, Theodis and, and Lou, yeah, dude did. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but it's that's that's actually really impressive. I'll do, and,
0: and they were working the crowd, like they everybody. Like I mean, these guys know wh- what they, who they are and what they do. And um, but it, w- it was one of those panels where I got a little agitated with some of the questions because the questions were like, "So tell me, who do you think Daryl's going to end up with?" You know, yeah. or, or tell me, who do you think Carol is? Carol going to come back? You know, or so, I mean, it was just like, guys, these are ask them related questions. So I mean, right. I would go out there and I would ask them more about the craft more yeah. about getting ready. Like one of the questions I asked and they just kind of like blew me off. or they didn't, they just, It was a funny answer. I was like, so it was like you read a lot about Hollywood and, and villains and the people who play villains have to go somewhere to get into that mindset. I was like, what is your thing? He's like, I'm just, I'm just turning the switch. I'm good. You know, it's like, once the makeup's on, I mean, it's, it's you're done, dude. You know, yeah, you yeah. are that zombie, you know. And they nice. would, they told a story about one day he left, like, set, not in full makeup, but at least partial makeup, you know. And he got pulled over one day. <laughs> and, like, he, it was, like, the worst day. Like, he had to get gas, then he got pulled over. And the cop's like, I'm a big fan, and just let him go. Nice. You know, Hell so yeah. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Um, you know, and then one of the other stories was a little more, like, dramatic. But I think I told you guys where the actor who was playing a character on the show um, forgot to tell his family that he was going to be killed. And so, like, his boy, like, he's this guy, the dad's at work, and then his little boy, his, his son's, you know, at his son's at his job, and his son keeps getting texts like,
1: dude, your dad just died. Oh, my God, your dad's dead.
0: And he's like, his son didn't know, like, put yeah. two or two together, so he's freaking out and calls yeah. dad, and, you know, that's a whole whole different, you know, boy, like, you know, wow. thing of issues. But it was a funny story, um... You know, but it, it, these guys were great, you know yeah. and, and they were able to answer some questions and they you know the biggest thing I got back from them is you know be ready at the drop of the dime to 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 get to go out and chase your dream you know and, and if you don't go after it, you're never going to get there, you know, which was really yeah. cool to hear. Um, and they were super supportive too. So the Walking Dead, uh, I was a Walker panel was great. The next panel I went to actually got canceled. It was an AMC uh, acting uh, thing, which yeah. was very close to my heart. So I was yeah, really, which,
2: yeah I, I hated to hear that it got canceled because I figured that you would really so, uh, you would really be into that. Yeah, I was I was I, really excited. I didn't about
1: realize it. Fox was spancel- canceling uh, or sponsoring panels. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> got a good run. It was over.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and then uh, so I, after that panel, I, I kind of just loafed around and, and took in some more of the sites, and I went and I met with some people, and I set up some interviews. Used for later in the day um you know with inverse press and a couple other booths but um you know within I think I killed some more time and I went over to the actual big walking dead panel which is where I was reunited with the one the only mute
1: master bulldog and that was it was a kind of a, a neat little experience. it was good it was yeah. good uh first before that I was over in the the ballroom the whole morning basically uh, the first panel that I got to watch was actually um I think probably the one I was most um I will say most excited for but the the person I, I recognize instantaneously the most, if that even is the right way to say that, would uh, be Chris Judge from uh, Stargate. He played Teal'c. Uh, I'm not going to try and... Actually, it's it's T-A-E-L apostrophe C. It doesn't matter. I'm a nerd. Um, but he played Teal'c. Uh, if you've ever seen Stargate, if or if you've seen an episode, don't know what the character is. He's the black guy with the big golden emblem on his forehead. He's hard to miss. Um, and actually, that goes into one of the stories he told... Um, he was talking about, uh, the props and their staffs. If you've seen the show, they're, they're nine feet tall and all of the, the doors are eight or, or shorter. And the, the, the writers or that not the writers, the, uh, MGM, the, the, I guess the people who were running it, I think it was MGM. They, um, they refused to keep, let them put the staffs down and they were like, you have to have them in every scene. And if, eventually he was like, look, why they're too big. We bang them on things. Why do we have them in every scene? And th- their response, they won't know who you are. he's like, I'm the only black guy here. (laughs) And I was like, and you have a gold thing on your forehead. Like, I think they'll be okay. Um, And then he got into, um, one of the other cast members, uh, Daniel, uh, he wears glasses. The only reason he had to wear glasses all the time. So we wouldn't confuse him with captain O'Neill that would be the guy who played MacGyver. I'm like, I think we're okay. Like yeah. one of them has long hair. One has short salt and pepper hair. I think we'll figure it out. Yeah. But evidently, I, I... uh, we're, we're too stupid to figure that out. So <laughs> Chris judge, uh, his panel was, it was actually really, really good. The, and he knows this, he's just a talker. Like he, he, I think he answered maybe five questions in the 45 minutes he was there, which was supposed to be 30. So it, it, he talks a lot i i, I did pick that up on um, a friday when we were there um <laughs> like his, his no,
0: the, he the, was in the celeb rooms right yeah in the celebrity rooms like <laughs> there was some like inappropriate jokes being made right. and i was able to chime in on those and um he was he was actually one of the yeah. ones
1: who helped get it dirty and yep. like he was just a, it seemed like he was having a great time and his his cohorts talking about the the stripper documentary document uh, yeah the, you know like how they get in, how they would right. get in for free and be able to do right. it and i was and like they'd well, be yeah. able to walk in with video cameras without people blatting an eye. but guys they'd kind of look at like creepsters. So. yeah yeah um but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, so Chris Judge, you know, he had good questions. There's actually um the the cool part about that, you know, he spent way too much time on those questions, and Ed was doing his best to wrap them up as quick as he could. Uh, but Ed basically came up and he said, "Hey, that thing you wanted to do, we need we can either do that or we have time for one more question." And basically, what was happening? Christopher Judge wanted to auction off some scripts that he wrote for Stargate. Uh, to raise money for his his little girl's school because they were canceling the art programs, which is awesome. Which you know, I mean, not that not, they're canceling not, the art programs. I, but, I followed. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you know. when
0: I found that out, I was like, "Wow, that guy's yeah. salt of the earth, dude." So he, yeah. you
1: know, he was talking the whole time about art programs and keeping people in school, and and you know, and trying to encourage people to into acting. And that's where he he transitioned into talking about the auction he wanted to do. And Ed was like, "Hey, we've we spent a lot of time on questions. Uh, we need to either do a question or do the auction. Do you still want to do that?" Uh, funnily enough chris forgot the the scripts but he went ahead and was like hey if you trust me <laughs> let's do the auction and i promise we'll get your info oh so
2: okay so the scripts weren't actually there they were supposed to be they oh, they, okay. they weren't
1: at that time and he was like just give me your info if you'll trust me i i will get them to you which was it was kind of funny yeah but, but the the cool part was they uh he actually chris wanted to do the question anyway and the <laughs> auction so he said you know what i want to do the auction anyway so ed was like you know what uh, we were pressed for time. Let's auction the question. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's that's interesting. A girl paid $100 to ask the last question. And yeah. I was like, what? And she was like, I've been waiting for months. When I first heard you were coming to this convention, I wanted to ask you this question. And I was like, all right, this could go one of two ways. Yeah. Like, this could be... <clears throat> Why? Why did you have a gold emblem on your forehead? Yeah. Like it could be one of those. Who, who are you yeah. in love with on set? Yeah, like or you know. Uh, uh, anyway, so how it, or, was it working with? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, did you guys ever? Did Were you in you South Park? Right, <laughs> what did you guys ever get out of out of trouble because somebody had some bubble gum and a toothpick? Uh, <laughs> dumb joke. Um, no, the question was actually pretty neat and he was actually kind of caught off guard. Her question was something along the lines of how did it feel to be the only character who knew everything about the technology from your race? Yeah. Because he was, I mean, he was the arbiter. He was the, like he carried all of the info for um Daguld. And it was it, like he was like I expected you to ask me why I wore a polka dot shirt in season 3. <laughs> he was like that that was his response essentially and and it, he ended up um having her come up on stage cuz she paid 100 bucks for it. Uh, they they hugged shook hands and whatnot, and, and you know spent about 10 minutes answering that question. Nice. Um and then after that they did the auction. You know the first script was from uh one of the one I think what the episode was called warrior. Anyway, they well, uh Oh, oh, go ahead. The, the scripts. Uh, oh, go ahead. He wrote, uh, he wrote three episodes of okay. Stargate SG-1. Which, which three are they? Uh,
2: the Changeling, Birthright, and Sacrifices. Okay, well, he wrote... 619, 710, and 89. I know Changeling was one of them, but I thought the other one was called, like,
1: Warrior or something.
2: Along uh, those it might have been something that he had written that they didn't get in. This is... Yeah. Um, I'm reading facts out of the uh, the Pensacon comic book style uh, yeah. little
1: guide the to guide. the guests. Right. So anyway, it, it was I believe it was called Warrior. It may have been Warrior Child or something. Who anyway, the, the first one went and it it started at, I believe, a hundred dollars. And at that point, the same thought went through my head, I was like, all right, it's Pentagon, first uh first year at this point. Let's see how this goes. And it ended up getting like five hundred and fifty dollars. And it was like whoa. And actually Chris actually at I think about four fifty, maybe four seventy five. He stopped the auction and looked at the the girl who was bidding every single time. And was like, "I want you to go home. Are you okay?" <laughs> he was like, "I want to make sure you have cash to get out of here." Um, how so big that, was how big was the bidding war? I mean, you know, was, it was it everyone like, uh, it, or was it, was it just like a couple of people? Was, I, I want to say it was about six or seven until it hit the like four hundred mark. Yeah. And From four hundred to six hundred, it might have been three people. Yeah. Um, and one of those three. Was definitely on the second round to try and get the next one, which was changeling, uh, and that one went, I think, to like six fifty. So he raised over eleven hundred dollars with two scripts, which was really, really cool. Yeah, that's that's and then, awesome. <clears throat> he actually went above and beyond, and he basically he said, "You guys have responded so well. Like, just please know if you want to do this for your local schools, get in touch with me, and I will send you a script. You can auction yourself. Like, I won't charge you. I'll just send it to you. You can auction it and just use this money because the arts are important." And then Ed actually chimed in, also the the MC, and said, "Hey, if, if you guys are going to do that, and you need someone to to do the auction, let me know. I'll do that for free." So it was actually really it was a really cool interaction. Um, the whole talk is hilarious. Uh, it's it's a fantastic um, misuse of time. <laughs> it was brilliant. Uh, it, I, it it hit home for me because we've already gone way over what we planned on doing for this. Um, so Chris Judge. Knocked out of the park It was a ton of fun A really down to earth Great guy um, I don't think we have talked about it The The celebrity When we first met him He caught my eye Because I saw him Recognize his face But also He was wearing A freaking uh, Bazinga shirt Nice And I was like You know what You're an actor here For your name And you show up With another actor's Face on your shirt I I can respect that. So yeah. that uh, that sums up how I feel about uh, about Chris Judge. He's a down to earth guy and just wants to do, to do good in the world. So yeah, and and I think and I
2: don't mean to cut you off. On what we, oh, No, no, I, I was just going to move us on to the next uh, the next topic. You guys went to and, and that's then for sure. uh, and
0: then it's actually you and I met up at Walking right. Dead. Yeah, you gave yeah, us right. some food, um, and then uh, we went into Walking Dead. And we didn't nobody really knew kind of kind of what to expect from the Walking Dead panel. This was I mean. the
2: one with Lou Temple and Theodis Crane. Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct.
0: So. Uh, They're out there. They're warming the audience up. You know how they always do. And then these guys come in. I mean, it's instant applause. You know, and Lou sits down. I mean, this is cool, cat. Like he just, yeah, just a really. I can
2: tell. uh, I I sat and talked to him just a just a little bit. Basically, a handshake and a thanks. At uh, at his table in the celeb room, and uh, he you know seemed like a really nice guy, but more than that, he seemed smooth as fuck, like Billy D smooth. Oh, yeah, he, like, he, I mean, he had the mustache waxed, and, and he just- he
0: very much was, dude. And at his core, I mean, this guy's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. I yeah. mean, he just he knows how to talk to people. He knows how to make some jokes. He knows how to you know. I, mean, he's a, I don't want to say he's a good old boy, but he had the. He's like, man, I would love for this guy to be you know part of my family, right? You know, what I mean, he's you know he's just he's a really really cool dude, and and the stories he shared were was great, and he talked a lot about you know again the Walking Dead being a family, but you know he didn't get a whole lot of questions about necessarily him and in the craft. It was more like. Hey, you know, talk to me about you know what's going on on the show right now. You yeah, know? I did think one that was funny, and I and you've got the exact quote. But he goes, "Uh, they're like, so if you had one person that would that could that would take your place, who would who would you rather have die instead of your character?" And he goes, "Uh,
1: little ass kicker, I'd have thrown that baby out to the curb." Yeah, and then he pauses, <laughs> looks around, and goes, "Wow, is it okay that I just said that?" <laughs> so he was he's talking about murdering a, a, a one year old or or whatever it was, and it was kind of yeah. like a his gut reaction was. Man, I freaking hate that character. <laughs> like, it just, I, that, it's always the baby is always whining, causing other problems. Blah blah. blah. I just kicked that thing to the curb, and then he realized what he said and yeah. was a little concerned. that He, uh, he just uh, admitted to wanting to kill a baby. He had. What well, was he? <laughs> he did bring some light, and, I, and I'm curious to see
0: if it works. If the other characters go through the same thing, but he actually was able to uh, help plan his own death. Yeah, that like, was
1: that was an interesting like behind the scenes look because they basically they're they're coming to i guess a, a pivotal point in the season they're basically needing to kill off characters at that point yeah. for various reasons but it's you got to have red shirts well and they're doing they're going around the table and they're like all right well you know we we really like you so let's see if we can kill off this person. Oh no, they have to do this like three three episodes from now. So we can't yeah. we can't kill them, and we can't kill them, and we can't kill them. Hey Lou, it's back to you. Yeah. So and they basically said, hey, how do you how do you want to do this? And the the really cool part that he brought up was, um, he he had one person in mind when he when he talked about the whole thing, um, and he would he basically said, I want it to be, I want it to catch everyone off guard. Like, the, I don't yeah, he can, he he actually
0: goes, um, his. It wasn't he. He didn't literally come out and go. Kennedy was the inspiration for for how I wanted my character to yeah. go out. But he 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 was very. Um, I, I think poetic might be a good word. But he was able to talk about it. He's like this was kind of what I wanted it. I wanted people to feel like that when my character took it. Not that right. my character was anywhere near the gravity of, of Kennedy. But he's like that shock. You know, right. like you're you're literally. You know, we're in the middle of a conversation and then a bullet. Done. Right. You know, he's like yeah. I wanted that gut punch. It had to be a gut punch for Axel and and I was able to to, to set that up and, and, and to kind of make that happen for him. Which and, yeah,
2: he was one of the, he was one of the the small characters that I really wish would have stuck around. Yeah. yeah like I, did I like liked Axel. him. Well, he and, was, he was always on the side of the
1: other prisoners. He was you, like, look, we're all not like that. You know, if you had heard what his character was supposed to be, yeah. you would not feel that way. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he got into it and he was supposed to be like a sadistic murderer who was going to take, he was going to kidnap the baby and try to sacrifice it to end the apocalypse
2: oh Jesus yeah.
1: wow like how did
2: you guys not lead with that
0: yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I, it
1: just came to mind yeah I, like, I
0: completely <laughs> forgot about that angle yeah. but like he he's, he's literally goes he's like man he had we had this whole like avenue we we were talking about exploring we had this that we were talking about I mean the good thing about Walking Dead is is you know I how think that's AMC in general. Yeah, how different. Yeah, and this was actually I forgot to ask this question, but I literally go, um, what? How do you? This is the I was a Walker panel, but it was the same. There, there. His answer was the same as, what do you feel or do you love or hate that? How you guys differentiate from the comics and and like they're like we love it, you know, and you because know, right. it gives us freedom, you know, like it's awesome to have a basis to go by, but it's more more better it's yeah. it's better to to have the freedom to do what you like so that's And
2: the guy the guys who do the show actually I think they're doing a spinoff that's yeah, in are. the same universe that has nothing to do with It the is comments. it's absolutely
0: right. a spinoff, and it has nothing to do with the 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 party of Rick it's all going to be completely on its own entity, which is really cool. But he's got, we, we, I mean, when we dive into the actual article, we'll, we'll go right. into all of his little one liners and quips and things like that, man. Um, but yeah, it's so a walking dead wrapped up. Uh, we, we
1: didn't mention anything about Theaters. Um, uh, so, yeah, we did I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he, well, the problem was he was actually very, very, very soft spoken and quiet, very quiet. And unless it was directed at him directly, there was very little that he mentioned. Um, he did talk about, um, well okay two things. So somebody basically said, "Hey, what did you what did you get out of the show?" And not not for, on a For reference, theatus uh theatis he's big, is, is Big Tiny. Yeah, Big Tiny sure. Yeah. So um the question was essentially, "What did you guys uh what did you guys take from the show?" And not like a metaphorical like thought-provoking way. It was, "Hey, you know, did you get props like what would yeah. did you take home with you at the end of the day um and and lou honestly he answered um family like he said i didn't take a i didn't take a prop yeah, i didn't like, take I, I took friends he said i took friends and family like i these people would would take a bullet for and, me and that's that, yeah
0: and and to me dude on, on a show that's the scale of walking dead to have those type of intimate connections and relationships right. just speaks volumes for that cast and
1: crew and, and then, then it just does <clears throat> and then theaters to to rounded out with a little bit of humor he said i stole my parking pass <laughs> yeah He was like i thought they'd have me back yeah you know like i went dead. i thought he, they'd have me back yeah he he kept it in hopes that he would he would come back you um know, and-, and then he the only other thing that i i took um uh, two things sorry i, I want to mention Thetis because he was there and he did talk he just didn't talk as much as as lou so the the two things the two other things that he said that i, I thought were, were kind of cool he said someone came up to him after after his uh his demise and said dude you're your death was brutal and he said you know I'm I'm okay with that he was like he he liked the way uh, similar to what Lou was he yeah, they, they, he ended in a way that he was okay with
0: yeah and there was also like one uh, you know another cool point aside from them planning their own death he he they literally goes and this is what I love about you you got to be able to challenge and speak up if you're going to do be in an industry like this but um, they were doing a scene, and, and it was where they were begging for their lives to Rick. Yes. And and uh, and Lou's like, yeah, I, I have no problem with that because you know, I mean, my character would totally do that, right? You know, and one of the African American characters, like, you know, it wasn't tiny; it was it was another one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but they, it was one of the prisoners. They literally go like, I don't think that I would. Like, he wouldn't do that. that it makes, was actually Lou
1: who brought it up. Yeah, Lou's,
0: Lou's like, they, well, his character doing that makes zero sense, and everybody's like, Yep, you're right. And the, and the actor speaks up and goes, Yeah, I'm not doing that because it like that's not what my character would right. do. And the writers were like, Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, they're like, oh, that makes sense. All right, so we'll change the scene. And it was, they have a really, really good relationship with the writers. So, yeah, it's
0: really, it was very interesting to get a little behind the scenes stuff.
1: Now, Battlestar Galactica,
0: I think, was the last panel that you and I actually covered before we went and did some interviews, right? So, Battlestar Galactica. um, We should
1: preface this is Battlestar Galactica OG, (laughs) original gangster. Yeah, original uh, gangsters. 1970s Battlestar Galactica cast. Uh, We have Apollo. We have Starbuck, we had Sheba and Lieutenant something or other Boomer. Boomer? Yep. Thank you. I could not remember his name and it, I was hoping somebody else was gonna try it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and and it was actually the panel, um you know, it, it, it started off in like a normal panel would, you know, right. and then it, it became Well,
1: not exactly. Uh you, you it opens up with Sheba uh or Shiva, sorry, uh dancing on the dance yeah, floor that's uh, left over from the wedding the day before. Uh she walks in and I didn't we didn't see her face. She walks on the dance floor and just starts dancing around and we were like okay yeah um, this was
0: a little they didn't have a standard like intro they, they didn't get an intro they like, just literally it was just literally, walked in they from, walk
1: in and start sitting in the chair yeah they walked yeah. in
0: how like a, a fan would walk in and right. just sat down you know um i kind of wish they would have had an intro because it would have been, nice. been i think it more more better like, It would have been better for them right. to you know to get that it's, to it's get just, the room, just to get the room ready it's, Yeah, right. it's just sign yeah. Of, it's a sign of respect and you know and and, and like thank you yeah. guys right um, and then they, they started doing their thing they go through and tell what's going on, you know, and it became quite evident that they weren't really in, they still aren't that big a fan of the
1: new show. Um, yeah, uh, that's not even the, I don't think that's a strong enough term. Um, <laughs> all four of them, you could, at first you could see a visible disgust for being here because of a new Battlestar Galactica. Like yeah. and and there's no way, no way. I'm gonna say there's very little chance that that panel would have happened if the new Battlestar hadn't happened. Like there's no way the 1970s show would have brought somebody. You really think so? I I, I don't I don't think it would have been as likely. I'm I'm gonna throw that out there. I'm not saying it's not a popular show. But it's less likely that it would have been a panel in, in two thousand fourteen
0: and here and here's my my only challenge and and I see exactly where you're coming from. I really do, but they they all hit the nail on the head and they're like, "Do we did this shit thirty five years ago
2: well so I mean like Battle, and, and we're is one of those about. quintessential nerd shows though. Okay.
0: I mean, I know. I, I mean, you make. I'm, them, I'm, I, like, I don't say that as I, a
1: fan of the show. I never watched it. I but. mean,
0: I, I like where you're coming from from your perspective, and I and I, I, and just, I do.
1: I, I I'm not saying it's not impossible. I'm just saying it's very unlikely that it would have been. I, I mean, considering all of the other panels we have, a show from 35 years ago that isn't, oh, man, it, it without the successful reboot that it had, I I just doubt that they would be back. At, for this panel well, yeah. and I bring that after the fact and we 're going to get into it a little bit, but like without the reboot, there are certain people that were there there's no way they i don 't know why they would have come back yeah, I mean Apollo, the character who played Apollo
0: in the original, was definitely on the second show the second, right. the, the, on the, the reboot and after it, the
1: prequels after
0: the prequels, but which he didn't like the prequels, but once, he got to, once Battlestar got into space, he made it, he made sure that we knew these like once it got into familiar Battlestar. You know, territory. territory. I really started yeah. to enjoy the show. And he was on it for like 22 episodes. Um, but I mean, it's the character who, the actor who played the original Starbuck, not so much, man. He, um, uh,
1: he is a. If there is an exact opposite of fan, <laughs> that's what it is. means. <laughs> uh, to, just to, to quote an article he wrote, uh, he titled it um, Starbuck Castrated. <laughs> wow um, and it was lately, uh, yeah.
0: he actually he he did and what was and it, and it by no means am i a feminist by no means am i a chauvinist i mean i just i love everybody and i think everybody deserves to be treated with respect you know but he made sure that he pointed out he goes you know old battlestar galactica very male driven Yeah. new battlestar galactica very female driven yeah. and he's like he hit on that point a, a, a couple several of time. times yeah several times and it's like And I get it, you know, I mean, and I I do believe they were done wrong, you know, because like, I mean, this was the one of the most popular shows back in its time with 65 million viewers on its first couple, like on its first episode.
1: Yeah, 65 million. That's a lot. No, no, no.
0: Walking Dead had 14 million at its mid season finale. And
2: and 65 million is for the the The, reboot? No,
0: the 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 original. original? When it got canceled. In wow. they were they were they were was. still sixth in the ratings, and they got replaced by like Mork and Mindy. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, yeah it, it's it was a it's, it's upsetting story because yeah. that 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 I, I I've even told Bulldog this like because I uh, he was like man really and I and I pulled him aside and I'm like dude I watched the old Battlestar Galactica
1: right. I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah you know yeah. It um, just anyway I mean I guess the the point where we need to get to because the article can go into the crazy details but it was. There's four people there, three of which do not approve of or agree with the reboot. Um, one of which was... And were uh, very vocal about it. <laughs> uh, well, no. The, the one of them was. One of the, them other, was very very the other two were very, very subtle. Um, and they were just like... Bo- yeah. they she gave was, a, She had disapproval for it. Um, Boomer actually gave it a shot. He openly said, hey, I tried an episode, didn't like it, and haven't watched anything since. Yeah. And I, I, I at least can... I can, uh, I don't want to say approve, but I can at least... it. Um, admired that him, he, he gave it a shot didn't like it and he's I I liked like I liked it. how they were look
0: they looked, they didn't like they didn't go we f- effing hate that they did this it was more like I just just wasn't for me right, right. Um, you know but we, we like I said we'll go into more detail about the yeah. Battlestar stuff when we actually do this the specific panel on it you know but once a uh, Battlestar wrapped up. We actually did. A, it was interview time. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so began that process. And, and before
2: we- you guys started, that was pre- was, man. It was one of the only times I saw you guys that day. Yeah, we bumped into each other very briefly, like literally as we were crossing. <laughs> I was leaving. I was going to the ballroom where you guys were, and you guys were uh, were coming back over to the Bay Center to do your interviews. Yeah spoke for maybe 30 seconds uh, it was just like hey I, I did this 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 and this i'm going to do this 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 have fun i'll see you later
0: yep <laughs> and that was exactly yeah and, and and uh yeah we saw you for that brief moment and then we went and we did uh we met with a. Uh, manda manning and we did her interview um and we got tons of awesome information which i'm really
2: looking forward to I, seeing it, her it's interview
0: good. It, it is it turned out really well man and uh, she was absolutely a delight to talk to you know um, very very comfortable it wasn't an awkward interview um it was really cool a lot it of was, use, a lot of really good information yeah. from her um you know and then we went to uh, inverse press and we interviewed those guys and you know not only did they give an awesome like, did they did an awesome panel but they really showed like they were truly like salt of the earth like they're yeah. like we are about supporting one another. We're about supporting other artists. We're also about supporting people that want to get this going. So we're here to give advice and you know creating something that means something to people is actually our passion. You know, and it's it's just good that it, people love it and, and follow. I mean, yeah. it was they were really salt of the earth people, really cool. Um, and then we went on and we started exit interviews or what, um, what do we do next? Wow, that
1: was a weird transition. I think we no, we actually ended up doing the. um I think it was the Neil Adams. No, no, no. no. I mean, that was that was later on in the day because that no, was the we last we thing. actually
0: we walked upstairs and we started. A
1: oh, you know what? No, I was taking a panorama shot. Yep. And we ran into a couple a couple of fans who were up just chilling up at the the, the second or third floor, or whatever like you call
0: that. that. Yeah, my my time is messed um, up. Then we started X interviews and those actually went phenomenal. Um, yeah. Everybody we talked to loved it. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. we'll have
2: we'll have video from those and some audio from right. uh, some of yeah. those as well yeah. that we can chunk in. With the massive, massive amounts of coverage that we've got for yeah. this entire, yeah. So car. I
0: mean, we can I mean, we, we could talk all day about the X interviews, yeah. man. So tell us about your your day. So three.
2: Uh, my day was pretty much completely separate from y'all's. I had a completely different experience on Sunday. Uh, day opening, pretty you know, pretty normal stuff. We got up early. We you know hopped in the car, went down there, and as soon as we got there, and uh, Bulldog showed me how to work the camera I borrowed. uh... Uh, I went about my own thing and tried to hit as many of the panels as I could because I know you guys had uh, had interviews and everything. Uh, I didn't take as many notes on Sunday because I was I was really busy taking a lot of pictures, which a lot of those photos will be up I'm sure whenever we get around to them. Some of them were really good. Uh, my day started with the Freaks and Geeks panel with Sam Levine and Sarah Hagen, and man, that was a fucking blast. Was it? Sam Levine was hilarious. I just had the room cracking up from the get go. Apparently, there was a big party the night before on Saturday night after the con was over, and all of the celebrities there were like hungover. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, uh,
1: we had we had on good authority that some of them were out till two or three in the morning. Yeah, um, and that's. Um, one of them self admittedly was just hitting on women and failing. Uh, actually he self admitted. So we can probably say that was Dirk. That was Starbuck. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Was, he yeah. literally goes like, yeah, I pissed some people off last night. He was like, <laughs> I, I, I might go to jail. Like it was, <laughs> it, it, was it was pretty rough evidently. So, um, nice. anyway, continue. On. But,
2: uh, yeah, Sam Levine was just cracking up. Uh, you know, both of them, you know, both of them kind of playfully, you know, admitted that, uh, you know, it was like, yeah, sure. This is totally coffee I'm drinking. Uh, but lots of uh, lots of great information from the Freaks and Geeks cast. It was a, it was kind of a smaller uh, a smaller crowd than I was expecting, but it quickly filled up because uh, Freaks and Geeks wasn't a it was a it was what they call a cult show or a cult favorite. It only lasted one season, but it's uh, it was uh, it got uh, it got the careers of so many big names
0: that yeah, we know a now. Ton started of talent came from uh, that show. Linda
2: Cardellini, Seth Rogen, James Franco uh uh Marshall on how I met your mother, Jason Siegel. I mean so many Sam Levine, so many of these people got uh, got their their start on this show. And uh uh I was actually able to kick off uh kick off the questions with this group because you know it was early in the morning and I was you know not hung over. Wow. So uh I asked uh uh, uh how did having uh and I'll I'll go into more of the questions on here but uh uh, I asked how having a uh, how having an acting role like that so early in life affected their later work, and basically, you know, apart from what they just said, as having that as a springboard, he also uh, said, you know, look, this could have just been a media a mediocre uh, a mediocre sitcom. It wasn't. It turned out that despite the fact that they didn't have great ratings, it was re- really heavily watched by people in the industry. And part of that is because, uh, Paul Feig and, uh, oh, who was the other one? Damn it. I'm going to get my ass kicked for this. Uh, Paul Feig and I think it was, no, it's not Joss Whedon. Uh, shit. I don't know. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes or something. The shame. uh, yeah. But anyway, uh. I did notice that uh uh Sarah Hagen is very much like her like her counterpart on the TV show, uh Millie. Very, very quiet, very reserved. Uh when she did speak, it was usually really brief and soft. She you know it's not like she didn't want to be there, it's just she seemed kinda of awkward in front of the crowd. Whereas Sam Levine was just cutting up having fun with the fact that, you know, that she wasn't talking much. Like when she would kind of trail off, he would go, Oh, you, you think about that. I'll keep going. You know, it was, uh, he was having a lot of fun with it. She eventually started having some fun with the fact that he was talking constantly. And, uh, I got a lot of notes for it and I got some good pictures for it. So that'll be up in, uh, in my, uh, my day three article. When I get that done, which should be in a few days, uh, after freaks and geeks, uh, which you by came the way in,
1: uh, Oh, go ahead
2: Well, I, uh, Actually, uh, I, I did want to uh, you know, just briefly mention this uh, Sarah Hagen was also a character that uh, that came in the later seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer Nice So some of you might recognize her from that
1: um, After that, you came to relieve me so I could get some lunch Yes Because the day before, I didn't need like That's one. when I
2: bumped into you Yes uh, On the way uh, Yeah, I came and met up with you so that I could get a good spot for Power Rangers wherever you were. Uh, my next panel was Go Go Power Rangers with Walter Jones and David Yost. Now, what were you saying?
1: Oh, no, I was just saying you, you met, you met right. and relieved me so I could get yeah. food and not spend an hour and a half like I did the day before. Yeah. Walking around downtown. So I quickly I, we we mentioned, quote unquote, crappy food. Um, and that's actually, that ended up not being the case. I ended up having some of the, uh, what what, I think is called dragon's tongue pizza. It was brisket and jalapenos and it was delicious. So I I didn't, that actually does sound really fucking fantastic. It was amazing. The downside was I didn't bring cash and the ATM had a $4 service fee. So that was great. (laughs) Oh wow. My, my slice of pizza, which it's more like a half slice, but whatever. It was only $2. Yeah. So per slice was $2. I paid $4 for surcharge. Yeah. So I spent $8 on two pieces of pizza. So it was great. Um, (laughs) Anyway, but, but at it was, least it was good pizza. But you know what? It was actually really delicious, and I washed it down with a Barksbury beer. So I Wonderful. wish they were sponsors. Feel free to reach out. <laughs> so uh, after I came and
2: relieved you and you went off to go and grab lunch, I went to Go Go Power Rangers with Walter Jones and David Yost, which was the original Black Ranger and the original Blue Ranger. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was hoping I, it know, would be.
1: Yeah, and uh, you guys both eventually made it to it. Yeah, I made uh, it back in time for um, – a funny story about costumes and yeah. also um we'll we'll say Walter White getting down. You
2: mean uh, Walter Jones. Walter, Walter White. Yes. Yeah. Too much yes. breaking bad. Yeah. Uh so uh I went through and uh again they had uh they had some really they they didn't have great questions from the crowd That's but they surprising. but they were used to it and they yeah. had fun with it. Yeah. Like they they probably were more prepared for their crowd than any of the other panels I saw. Like they knew what to expect. They had a joke for everything. They knew, uh, I mean, they knew everything. And I did get to ask one question and I'll go through more of the other questions that were asked when I get, uh, when I get to the article. Uh, and actually before I, I, I do that, let me just, uh, point out some of these things were a little under attended at times. Not this one. This was slammed from the moment I walked in the door. It was standing
1: room am, only I'm pretty sure this is the panorama picture I took of that room, yeah, it was packed. yeah, it was insane uh
2: they were they were having a lot of fun with you know, oh hey, we're power rangers, you know, like uh they uh, they got up, they did the uh the it's they did their morphs, like their you know their ninja kick and held out the you know it's morphin time, you you know the pterodactyl or whatever, no pterodactyl was the pink one. See I I told you when we did Power Rangers that I, I I do not care for that show anymore. But uh anyway, uh they had a lot of
0: fun with African it. swallow. Yeah. Oh. oh my bad. Unladen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They uh, uh they had a bunch of those, but I did actually get to ask a question that was uh that was that I felt was appropriate especially regarding the fact that we've already done an episode on this and we brought this up in the episode. My question do you feel that there, are any henchmen in particular that were actually worse at their job than the putties?
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah. What was what did they say?
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, David and because uh, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. We didn't get this one on video. Uh, David quickly popped back with Tingle Warriors.
1: Tingle Warriors. Tingle Warriors.
2: The the birds. The birds.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, like yeah, it, yeah. it
2: was just it was just quick and matter of fact. It was like Tingle Warriors. Nice. <laughs> I forgot awesome. about them. The yeah, awesome. I did too. Uh, and uh, Walter went on and uh, said he couldn't think of any that were worse than the putties, but yeah, you know, he he went off. He went on and spoke a little bit more about different things, but he came back to it and said that the cool thing about the putties was that they weren't scary. They, this was a kids' show, right? You know that yeah, he actually said they look like they might tickle you, <laughs> <laughs> which is creepy and disturbing <laughs> in its own. <laughs>
0: These things are so fucking awful. Uh,
2: but you know, it's it's like you know, if if we were fighting them and we didn't, uh, you know, we had to fight them and we didn't want
1: to make it seem like we were fighting people, right? right. You know, that, that um, goes back to like the the second Ninja Turtles movie where it was kind of yeah. like. Yeah, let's not use weapons. Yeah. Like, let's not do that. Or even, you know <laughs> or even the cartoon the, where it's all robots and the
2: second, uh, starting in the second or third season or whenever of Power Rangers, when they took away their weapons. Right. You know. Right. It's like you guys can't be swinging weapons at people. Yeah. It's,
1: uh, that's not very nice.
2: Uh, we we brought this up on uh, on the the Power Rangers episode too, but uh, the Black Ranger's missing a finger, uh, the uh, the middle finger on his left hand. Is gone from a uh, uh, from an accident he had when he was a kid. I don't even remember that. I wow. think we covered it on the show. I don't, I don't remember talking. I don't but, remember uh, that. He, Not uh, saying we didn't. I had, just don't remember. He had a lot of fun with that. Uh, really? Because uh, the he he got asked a question. It was you know did, were you born without the finger or did you lose it? He was born with it and lost it in an accident. And uh, he he's like, no. For those of you guys who don't know, I'm missing a finger. You know, waves up to the crowd. Goes you know goes west side. No, oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Say, like nice. holding up the hand. Oh, he was having a lot of fun with it. And uh again, I've got a, uh, have got a lot more questions from them. I took good notes for their show and got a bunch of pictures and things like that. Uh and uh found out that uh that uh David Yost, the Blue Ranger, has actually been working on a lot of adult swim projects lately. Nice yeah, that was really uh, awesome. he's uh he's done some stuff for Children's Hospital. Uh one on their NTS or SVU or yeah, something? yeah, I've seen the trailer. What? It's
0: freaking. I have it, Like it's, I've, it's, it's, funny. But uh, apparently yeah, um, he's
2: doing a he's doing a lot of scripted comedy now. He's doing some reality show type stuff, uh, producing okay. or stuff like that. And uh, out of curiosity, did anybody bring up
1: the whole leaving the show? Uh, actually, they
2: did, and they they pretty much said what we said on the power rangers episode you know it was a dispute uh, it was a dispute about business and you know they weren't able to do it they both expressed a lot of regret that they weren't involved in one of the movies or maybe both of the movies uh
1: billy was in was in one of them billy dang it i did it anyway uh david yost was in one of them but it wasn't as a ranger he was like he was the the commander of the the outpost like he was up there with uh Floating headman. Um,
2: um Zordon?
1: Yes. yes. Yeah. He was up there with Zordon, like in the command center. He wasn't yeah. a, a Ranger at that point. Yeah. I can't remember which movie. He it got was. demoted to Alpha Five status. Ouch! Um, yeah, basically, basically. Uh, okay, I was just curious if, if somebody had brought it up and how that was. Um.
2: But yeah, they they had a lot of really funny stories uh, at the end of it, which was really cool. Uh, at the end of it, and I don't know if this guy was a plant or what, but yeah, you know, if if he was a plant, and he was really natural. Uh, at the end of the con, just as they're getting up to walk out, uh, a, a festival goer or a con goer, one of the people that was at the panel. Uh, stands up and just goes challenge and goes out. They had a dance floor set
1: up from the the Star Wars wedding the day before, which actually uh, trivia bit it wasn't supposed to be there. Still, oh, <laughs> they were yeah? supposed to put more chairs in, oh, uh, yeah. expecting the panels to get uh, to have overflow, and they didn't put enough. They didn't put chairs back,
2: <laughs> but uh, they still had this dance floor set up, and I'm glad they didn't take yeah, it right up right because uh, uh, some uh, some uh, person that was uh, that was at the panel, just a regular person from the crowd, as far as I know uh comes up goes challenge and then comes out and break dances on the floor like just as they're getting up to leave that's awesome and, uh, because yeah because Walter Jones did break dancing right. in the in the TV show right and uh he uh, he he tried to fight it as hard as he could he got up and he started to walk away and he's just like, man, I, I can't, I can't get served. <laughs> and, uh, he got out there and, uh, and break danced for the crowd,
1: yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. It like they, neat. like
2: I said, they have a lot of fun with the fact that they're, they're power rangers. Right.
1: he, uh, I showed up in the last like three, maybe five minutes of the, of the, the, the panel for power rangers. Yeah. So I caught the very end, including the, uh, the, uh, Walter getting back on the dance floor and, and throwing down for lack yeah. of better terms uh it was it was pretty humorous i wish i having he- heard all this i kind of wish i was there for the whole thing luckily yeah. i have audio from the entire thing so um i haven't listened to it yet but, yeah uh hopefully that turned out really well because the mic was on stage so we should also awesome. should be good uh oh you got audio for uh for, oh i recorded that whole day for uh, uh power rangers oh yeah oh cool The mic was on stage from ten thirty till one o'clock oh wow cool i didn't okay. stop it Awesome. Yeah. Um, so the next one that I went to was uh
2: firefly with a group called airship Isabella, who I think were the steampunk people.
1: Yes. I believe that so. we, uh, that we were talking to, we got, which a, we got some great pictures. We of got a, the group shot at the very end. Yeah. Those people. Yeah. I
2: believe yeah. it's them. Uh, the, uh, it, it was, uh, a, a panel on firefly. I assumed, you know, firefly with airship Isabella, it was going to be stuff along the lines of like, you know, of the costuming, the, uh, uh, The costuming, the, the way they did the ships, things like that, it kind of quickly devolved into, you know, into oh, what was your favorite episode? Oh, cool. That was nice. I liked this one. And it kind of lost its flair for me for a while. But they did have some really cool costumes and it seemed like a really cool room as far as people, you know, Firefly fans. They all yeah. love the show and they can't stop talking about it. And right. it was it was good. Uh, there's but whole, I didn't spend a whole lot of time there because it started getting kind of repetitive. There's a whole documentary. On yeah. That. Uh, Actually, I've seen it. It's yeah. good.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so I didn't spend a whole lot of time there. I did get some, uh, some pictures. Uh, but, uh, I quickly went over to how to play a bad guy with Vernon Wells. Uh, Vernon Wells was the, uh, the bad guy in, uh, road warrior. And he's done a bunch of other stuff too. But, uh, I'll have notes. Uh, I'm 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 gonna focus these smaller panels that I did that afternoon. I'm mostly gonna cover in the uh, in the article I write about it. But uh, I do want to uh, uh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna gloss over how to play a bad guy. There will be more in the article on that. After that, I went and saw, uh, sat with Steve Scott, who was doing portfolio reviews for local artists like comic artists and things like that. By that point, we had all talked to Steve Scott a good bit. Uh, I know we got to talk to him some on Friday and Saturday. Uh, we got to do a lot of stuff with him and uh, sat and recorded uh, some of him advising other uh, up and coming comic artists, uh, actually a really good one whose uh, name escapes me right now, but uh, I want to link to some of his stuff cause he's got fantastic work. I'll try and get that to you after the show, but uh, really cool watching him you know, critique these people's, you know, submissions and things like that. And afterwards I actually did get to interview him, but I was using the recorder on uh, a cheap, uh, on a cheap crappy loaned phone that was uh, thankfully loaned to me so that I could get back in touch with you guys later on in the day. But, um, uh, I did not manage to record that. So he was gracious enough to give, uh, to give us some contact info and uh, I'll be sending him some questions and that'll be part of my, uh, my article when we get that after that was props and fake, uh, props and fake weapons with the Pensacola costumers guild. There wasn't really much to that. Uh, they had great costumes, but I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time there because I wanted to hurry up and get to uh voice acting with, uh, Monica Rial and Veronica Taylor, which was a blast. Uh, Monica real. Uh, Oh, sh- damn it. Uh, yeah, Monica Rial, she is one of those people that she's so peppy and happy that it
1: almost makes you sick. This is the like the, you can tell she's a morning person. <laughs> this is the lady who um who caught us off guard as we walked in the, on, on Friday afternoon uh, and we thought was a um the receptionist or like a person guiding people who have come into the celebrity room that ended up just being an awkward voice talent, which was funny. Um, she's she, me and JD spent about 10 minutes talking to her, but Emily, you had a great experience as well. Oh that, Yeah. That I really
2: enjoyed it. She was talking a lot about that. Sunday. That was a very business oriented panel. Mm-hmm. Everyone was talking, you know, how do you get into this? You know, what kind of, it even got down to the points of, you know, like, talking about well how do you how do you cleanse your voice after you do a certain voice for so long right. and go into another one and they or all go have back different... to your normal voice <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i i just can't i can't even i can't imagine somebody doing we'll say like Bugs Bunny or just something yeah. where you, it's just such an off the wall voice that how do you get back to that, that would have been a cool panel to go to yeah
2: it was it was really really enjoyable i uh, i had a lot of fun with that one her and uh, veronica taylor who I do not remember off the top of my head what voices she did, but she was uh part of Saturday morning cartoons for sometimes, uh, probably best known for the roles of playing Ash and May on Pokemon. So that was Veronica Taylor that, did okay. Me. Uh, April on teenage mutant Ninja turtles and nice. Abby on cubics. Uh, currently, uh, heard as max on dinosaur King Carly on Yu-Gi-Oh and, uh, Many characters with accents on Huntick, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, anyway, both of them were just really great. Uh, Veronica Taylor actually had her daughter with her, who had been doing some voice acting stuff on, uh, on a few other projects, but I didn't catch that. Uh, so I'll have more on that uh, in the article. After that, and right before I met up with you guys, I popped by Droid Building 101 with the R2 Builders Club. And uh, that was uh, an absolute blast. Not mm-hmm. much to talk about as far as you know, as far mm-hmm. as notes or things like that on the panel, because it was basically like the Gallifrey 101. It was a beginner's class on yeah. droid building. Uh, but I did get some great pictures from that. So that uh, R- I'll stick around. That for R2
1: that. was phenomenal.
2: Oh yeah, they also had a mouse droid. A uh, uh, there was a portal like a, like a portal like a Wheatley type unit. Yes. Uh, whatever those are called. And then there was another droid there that I can't remember. I can't remember what it came from. But I got pictures of all of those. And uh after that I, I headed back downstairs and had to try and track you guys down while you were still doing the inverse press thing, and that pretty much That's handles right. the separate part of my day for right. that day. I pretty so much got, hung around. We you met guys. back up
1: for inverse press. We did some of the exit <laughs> interviews. Um and then from there, uh we actually I think, actually, while we were doing Inverse Press, um we finished that up. We were trying to figure out what we wanted to do next, who we wanted to talk to, and uh I believe you walked over to, to Neil, correct? Yeah,
2: uh, this is actually... This goes back all the way to day one, but uh, uh from the moment we walked into the con, uh, I the very, very first thing I did was, holy shit, there's Neil Adams. I gotta go talk to him. Neil Adams is a huge name in comics. If you know two comic artists one being stan lee neil adams is probably the next one you know about he's uh he's had legendary runs on batman uh pretty much well he pretty much reinvented batman into the batman we know today uh he
1: had uh he brought the x men back from the brink he has a hilarious quote so go watch the video for the interview yeah. he has a great quote on bringing batman back
2: uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Dead Man, uh, uh Adams rescued Batman... This is directly from the uh, from the Pensacon uh, description. Ba- uh, where did- Adams rescued Batman from the campy TV show and transformed him into his present Avenger of the Night persona. He is, uh, his uh, his run led directly to the realistic incarnation seen in Batman Returns and the Dark Knight movies. So this guy invented a lot of comic characters as we know them today. He didn't invent them like Stan Lee invented the X-Men, but uh, he revived them and brought them back from the brink. Same thing with the Avengers, same thing with loads of other people. And I'm happy to announce that, uh, getting back to where you were in the story, uh, we, how it stacks and the geek IO network got an exclusive interview with Neil Adams that we are going to be posting on uh, on the page coming up very soon. So I'm really excited about that, and I hope I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> no, because, I, uh, I think you did well. <laughs> yeah. no, you, did, you did
1: fantastic. Yeah,
2: but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's coming up, and I am super super excited about that because uh, because he's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's Neil fucking Adams. <laughs> yeah, it's Neil fucking Adams. You know, man. Um, and and I think at, at that point, you know, I, I was. You're just walking around, and, and I never have an issue just sparking conversation with. Strangers. By this
2: point, you guys were already balls deep in exit interviews.
0: Yeah, you know, so we had set some things up. We did. I got a tarot card reading.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's
0: uh, right. A tarot card reading. Uh, did that you guys
2: that was, get that on video?
0: Yes. Yeah, we got the awesome. video and the audio of it, so we'll have that up. Uh, all good news.
1: Really sweet. Uh, really sweet. They didn't she was Austin. super nice, man. Really, cool. really, really yeah.
0: sweet. Um, but she was she was really cool. Um, I gotta find her card. <laughs> I'll get her at the end, focus. She'll it email was, me. It was
1: it was uh the emperor.
0: Yeah, My yeah. Point. So, yeah, I got I guess some cool info. Uh, apparently, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. I was nice. really excited about that. But then we did exit interviews, and uh, it was, I mean, coming off of that high, you know, from from day two and, and where we came from day one, and and watching day three kind of yeah. fizzle out, and it was, uh, it was great, man. Like it was- just watching everybody's smiling face, and this this is obviously cheesy and cliche, but dude, everybody was literally they everybody had a blast. Um, everybody we talked to was like, I really wish I would have been here uh, uh, forever, all three days, all exactly. three days. I wish I would have booked a hotel and st- you know, I mean, it was, it was everything. Um, and it was really, and, and my thought upon leaving, you know, was uh, like, wow, I'm, I'm super glad I got to be a part of this event. Yeah, you know? it's I, shame I really, we have you know, to wait till end yeah, of February I, I hate they gotta wait a year to see it, but. Yeah. Uh,
2: and and we can't we can't talk about much that that we were told about next year. But it's going to be even but uh, it's going to be huge. Yeah. it's going to be good. It's uh, I mean, so much it's gonna so be, that It's going to be bigger than this year. Yeah. this year was almost more than they could handle.
0: Right. So it's it's going to be nuts, man. And, and I and I really hope and 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 pray and and dance in the rain, whatever I need to do. That the chance please that we please get, keep your clothes yeah, on. That we get to come back because it was it was it was great to cover it, but it was it was more. It meant more to me to be a part of it, right? So I, I I mean, it was it was a great experience. It truly, truly, and really, really was.
1: Yeah, I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was. It it was ended up being a a fantastic weekend. A lot of work will be coming out of. Yeah, I I do definitely work. And
0: and to let you guys know, I mean, I did. I I woke up uh, Friday morning and I was like, I don't want to do this. And (laughs) and by. That evening, it it was like I I just want, I just gotta see more. I gotta yeah. see more. I gotta see yeah. more. And 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 I ended it with uh, I ended the article I wrote on Pensacon where uh, where I summed it up. I was like Pensacon isn't about you know artists or making money and all this stuff. And it it is, but it's it's about the people. It's yeah. about it's about you, the fan, and that's what this this event conveyed that message to me, and I fell in love with them.
2: Yeah, they uh they they definitely did a lot of fan service. Uh, uh overall. Like I said, uh, you know, from from the get-go, I was pretty excited about it. I was a little crestfallen at the end of day 1, but uh as soon as I got there on day 2, all of that was disproven. All I was completely wrong about anything I said at the end of day 1. Yeah. From the get-go too. from the get-go of day 2 all the way through the very end of day 3 when they were, you know, getting people out of there and we were doing exit interviews with people, it was uh just an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Everything uh, we were treated fantastic. Yep. The panels were great. Uh, the the talent they lined up was awesome, especially for a first year con. They got some huge names that I really they, thoroughly enjoyed. This is privately run. funded
0: for the most part. Yeah.
1: yeah. Year one, they're doing better than cons that I I know right now are in year seventeen. Yeah. That have not nearly the number or caliber of of guests. Yeah. So I mean it. Even and I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but in almost every panel, if somebody asked, "Hey, how are you? How are you enjoying this con in particular?" Not just yeah. Pensacola, but the con, they all went, "I." If you hadn't told me, I, I would have not. There's no way I would have said this is first yeah, year. Yeah, like, I mean, it was, yeah.
0: there was a, a bunch of dis. Like, really, this is the first year, but it
1: was, and it wasn't just organization. It was it was the, the Southern hospitality. <laughs> I mean, given a lot of people don't think Florida and don't think Southern for whatever reason, but uh, you know, they had the Southern hospitality that they were they were given as guests they were being chauffeured from place to place taken out to bars being kept taken or being taken care of outside of the yeah. hey here's a place that you can sleep and we'll see you at 10 like it was they were taken care of really well and for it to be a first year con they were all as as stars they were all thoroughly impressed yes
2: so. uh mark toshiro when i was talking to him uh just a random a random you know person at the con came up and offered to bring him food because yeah. he had been there he had been there signing all day and he was just blown away. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's just like, Oh, you would do that for me. That's awesome. Here, I'll, I'll do you an original sketch. That's you awesome. Know? And uh, I don't know if he went through on that, but I assume he did. It'd be kind of scary to take food from a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I, <laughs> but I mean,
1: no, no, I'm just joking
2: to wrap up. I had a blast. I'm, I'm so glad that we got to cover this. Uh, thanks again to, uh, to Amanda Manning and CJ, and all the people who who helped us, you know, get
1: to I, get to cover this. I don't know if he's ever going to listen to this, but Ben, um, thank you for taking the mantle yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and doing this all on your own up and until doing October. It right? Yeah, and doing it I, all I, on your own the right way until October when you when you you end up needing the the full time staff to get the whole thing finished. Yeah, um, I, I can't say enough about that gentleman. Um, I I. Well done. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we told applause. Uh, we, we said this to Amanda before we left. We basically said, "Hey, we, you know, Sunday's wrapping up. We literally just finished up an interview with uh, with Captain Jack. Nice. Uh, uh, check that. That's out. That's a great one. It's a it's a good interview. We had finished that up. Uh, that and the one with uh, Jared Perez. And we we talked to Amanda right before we left. And we we're like, "Hey, listen, like seriously, if there's anything else we can do, let us know because we we want and, this and, to be, and we mean that,
0: you know. And it's not just a
1: right, thought, Well, yeah. it's not a. Hey you know I, I really feel for you, and if there 's anything I can do it 's not one of those yeah. it 's like hey, we want this to be a an even bigger success, and if there 's any way we can help do that, yeah let us know oh, this, I, I totally, a, this area needs something
0: i I totally plan on you know like i, I don 't know how how I hope that when this when it comes back around how it stacks is in a, a place that we can give more than just right. time yeah. you know i mean that 's just it 's a dream of mine to be able to do something like that but I, I truly I mean, I would love to be able to yeah. just help in, in, in a bigger and broader spectrum.
1: Well, I yeah. just I like the fact that we have something closer than four and a half hours to drive to. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's either New Orleans or it's Atlanta, and it's yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm going to Atlanta. I mean, I'll, I'll be going because I'd actually already planned on that before I knew Pensacola was uh, having theirs. But I I love the fact that I can go 45 minutes. It's a lot better than a six yeah. hour drive. The hotel and everything else yeah, that's involved. It's, sure, man. It's it, this place needs it. So yeah, it thank you again.
2: All right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps up the podcast portion of our, uh, of our Pensacon coverage. Be sure and stick around for articles, videos, photos, uh blogs, all kinds of that fancy internet stuff that you kids are so crazy about these days we're going to be uh we 're going to be shoving it down your throats,
0: yeah, we literally have more than like i i, I don 't know i 'm trying to figure i 'm mapping a schedule out in my head right now of how i 'm going to get all of this out to you guys but but we will we'll find a way to do it um that 's just what we do and,
2: well, uh, be sure and stick around obviously also for you know like I mentioned earlier, the big Neil Adams interview, which isn 't that long but it 's awesome.
0: Um, he's very funny yeah uh, you guys can obviously find us all this info and and coverage uh, is going to be up mainly on the Geek.io home site uh, that's geek-io.com is where you'll be able to find the majority of the information Um, how it stacks we'll have a bunch of stuff up on the Facebook page our Twitter feed um, and on the main site geek-io.com also you can find me and some of the personal stuff that I did at twitter.com slash the Depew. Um, you know, and that's pretty much where you will find what I did.
1: Uh- uh, Twitter dot com slash Budlow. Um, I did a little bit of live tweeting during the the during the convention, but the, really the uh, cell phone signal was spotty because we're in a big concrete building. So that's um a very little live stuff. But the stuff that's coming up, uh, as, as uh, JD said, geek dot for a lot of the the textual um, and pictures. But any of the video that I'll be putting together over the next week or so, uh, we'll be putting on our YouTube page. So keep an eye out nice. there.
2: Okay. All right. Well, yeah, uh, um, you know, I guess that wraps us up for this episode. Uh, my name is Willis and I am JD. And this is How It Stacks.
0: What's up ladies and gents? This is JD awesome. from How It Stacks coming live I'm talking. I'm talking about Pentacon
1: and Talk Happy. I was a walker. Fantastical. Even better than fantastical. Hot, sticky.
3: We saw love you. (laughs) That one's a freebie.